and it's the dive. The dive. We're back. AFL deep dive. We got there, and I have literally... I think the two of us have, have got to this episode with the... I forget the, the, the phrase, but on one leg, definitely, or one little wheel. So between the two of us, over this weekend, live, we saw how many games, Mr. Smith? About... One in ten minutes. So Trent got a whole game in. I got. I, I got saw about ten minutes. I saw Collingwood Carlton, and I was busy the entire weekend. And then you saw like five minutes of the first game. About that. And and, and then that was it. But the good news is because we're we're dedicated. I watched six games in the last two days. And, I so, got, and then I got off a plane and, and just smashed, like smashed through smashed as many articles, articles. and highlights <laughs> in, in between ten thirty so and twelve thirty last night. I think night. we're going to be okay. So. Welcome to Deep Dive. We have some massive news, but before we get to that, I am Trent. You and are. I'm Smitty. Wow! So we did it in with, almost within the first minute. We did the introduction. So we're going to try to smarten up um, for a couple of reasons. Firstly, because we probably should, but secondly, because the big news is we have a sponsor on board. Woohoo! So we actually have someone that believes in us. So the crazy thing is, they listened to the first episode. And from there, they thought it was was good. <laughs> That's I didn't so, know you didn't tell me that. That's a bit cheeky. Well, but good, I like it. I like ho- it. Hopefully, they listen to a little bit more and, and don't. Well, hopefully, they maybe don't listen to too much more. But um, the, the big yeah. news is we've got a sponsor, so we're, we're really excited to announce um, that somebody's come on board. That person is Hops to Home. So it's not Audible. It's not a, a mattress. It's um, not something whack that has nothing to do with the podcast. But it actually ties in. It ties in with the footy about culture. as well as I think it could yeah, in terms absolutely. of do, doing a podcast around football. So for the cryptics out there, well, it's not very cryptic. It says hops to hop, home. Hops to home. So it's not a kangaroo service, by the way. No, it's hops to home, which is beer. beer. So what it is is it's a craft beer delivery. So you get ten, or you can get larger packs as well. It's a per monthly system. You get fresh cans, so they source the best craft beer from around the country. Uh, they only give you the freshest stuff. If you look on the on the dates, it's always super fresh. They pick really interesting selections as well. So from different months, like this month at the moment, so they've got a whole lot of New England IPAs. So it's super exciting. So what we're going to do is they've actually been nice enough to offer us a code. So if you go to hopstohome.com.au, you can put in the discount code or promo code column, uh, AFL Deep Dive. And then you get a, a twenty-five dollar discount off the off the um, off the order, which I think is pretty good. Like, That's so the the prices are awesome. So the you get really, really, really solid prices through this. So the the convenience as well of getting craft beer delivered to your door is awesome. So the the hard part is trying to you know keep track of all the different craft beers that are out there and. You know, there's so much going on and sometimes you go into a retail store and the craft beer is, you know, sometimes a bit old in date. These guys only give you the fresh stuff. They give you the, you know, the interesting up and coming breweries and some famous ones as well. So definitely get onto that, guys. So hops to home. Um, we'll put the um, the link and um, some more info in the um, description, but we'll also put some stuff up on social media. So massive thanks to those guys for um, backing us. Uh, also, I just want to say really briefly, just from the start before we get into it, if you could rate and review us. Um, so I know it can be really, really hectic trying to get through the length of these podcasts and you might not have even ever heard us say that. But if you can rate and review us, that would be fantastic because that really, really helps us get um, get the podcast out there. And the more we can get it out there, hopefully um, the more beer we can sell and the more kind of wacky football discussions we can have. So 
and make a little community about um, all things uh, footy deep and, and deep diving into craft beer at the same time. That's it. So beer and football is, I think, a pretty pretty solid combination. Good combo. But we are so we're going to look through every game um, from last round next. So first game was at the MCG, which feels like a hundred years ago now. Friday, uh, April sixth on um, at the G on at a, the G. quite a nice nine. Was uh, Carlton conditions. Car- perfect conditions? So Carlton versus Collingwood. Opportunity so, for the Blues to actually show light up. up so on the- Collingwood beat um, the Carlton Blues by twenty four points. So seventy six to a hundred, uh, 11, 10, 16, 4. So I um, you start. You you, 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 you keep going because you've been on a roll, and then I'll, I'll no, no. come in and. You chime in whenever. So, I mean, we're going to talk about a couple of things. One thing I wanted to introduce into these episodes, the first episode of each each week, um, I want to talk about and try. We'll try to keep it as a one word answer if we can. Doesn't have to be, but keep it as short as possible. I want to ask a question each episode. Where was the game won? So purely just. We'll do a deep analysis, but something like. So in terms okay. of this game, I've got a I've got a one word answer for you. They were out coached, side bottom. Well, side bottom, but then also out coached. Yeah. I think Buckley significantly out coached Bolton on the night, and yeah. we'll get into that in a minute. So I just wanted to kind of give a brief overview. Um, we'll also go through heat check, which we did last week, which people seem to quite like. So we'll keep doing mm-hmm. that. So that's when we we highlight um, players that are just dominating, but we're not going to be like, oh, Dusty dominated again, and Buddy kicked that sickening goal. Like it's more kind of you know like an unknown player. Um, that, that's doing quite well. We want to kind of highlight a few people to watch. Um, so that that's kind of that's kind of the main thing. So let's get into the game. So for me, I mean, look, I I, I think Carlton were were poor. I mean, that goes without saying. Um, the Blues through the whole game really looked like they just lack confidence. Yeah, I was about to um, say that. I think through the whole game, like their, their their confidence too. So they started well. So Carlton kicked the first couple. They looked good, and then like their ability to switch from offense to defense, which we saw. And we predicted would be better, um, which we saw against Richmond in the first round. They just they just kept wavering Has from it, it. and they, and structurally they look they just look confused. Yeah, I think there's Their been too much movement. of a shift. So the Blues. So the first exactly yeah. Yeah, there's and too much of a shift. So I'm I, exactly. So that's exactly my point. Okay. Is I don't no no no. I I reckon they're struggling to understand the game plan that has been implemented. I think that was pretty evident on the night in terms of knowing when to switch. From offense to defense, and knowing how to structure your zones up to 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 you know hold away a lot of the holes, and that's where Doherty, that, yeah, would and that's be, well, exactly. And now, to, now they've lost Marchbank as well, so that's yeah, which is horrible. And, 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 if you guys haven't seen that, he's got uh, he's out for some time, so six, no, yeah, it's some, that, some terrible it? amount of time. So yeah, and and, that, and that's probably frustrating for Brendan Bolton, knowing that he has been looking towards this year from halfway through last year oh, yeah. going okay I can start implementing a more attacking style Not of play just Too and, young. Then, and then their key yeah. key defender that's obvious now I think yeah, yeah so which ultimately they can go back to their Dower game and I think they might need to for I think the first half of the year yeah. and then just slowly well at least, that, well, at least they'll creeping. stop the bleeding as well because the problem is if you keep losing games the confidence is going to drop even further so I was just talking before about confidence yeah Early and Brendan on... has to instill it sorry no, no, to jump no, no, in no, no, please. and no. he he probably he probably jumped the gun a little bit or needs to refine what he says in front of the media and I'm sure the media team and marketing team at Carlton will, will Remind him, he can't keep saying this positive stuff after a loss. He literally will have to 
sit there and go, it isn't good, but be really um, strong about his convictions, about t- turning it around and, and dropping players if he needs to because the reserves got smashed. So that's the other thing we're going to get into. So Col- and we will touch on that. Soon. Well, we will do it in this bit because yeah, Collingwood. That's... So Collingwood. Belt, we will talk. We're going to split it a bit because it's more about next week. So Collingwood belted. Just par- just so, no, no, no. There's, par- there's parallels in both episodes. So Collingwood belted the Blues by 120 points. So that was, I mean, in, in the VFL. So there are a lot of players that it look like they're putting their hand up. So all of a sudden, Collingwood might actually have a little bit of depth. Which is shocking, given only last week we were talking about murder at the G, and now it looks like you know, Dacos, um, Maine, like a whole lot of surely some of the, you know Tagoe, uh, Elliot looks like he's good. not far off. So, but in terms of yeah, we'll, we'll get it further into that. But it's a good point in relation to this game as well. I was look in terms of in terms of the Blues before we get on to Collingwood as well, and then we'll talk a bit overall. I mean, the Blues just like firstly, how how I mean, we t- we highlighted this in the in the fixture preview and the season preview for Carlton, the two episodes that we did. Mm. I can't. It's it, it's shocking that they have four Friday night games. Like this team, like the confidence the AFL had in them to think, oh no, nah, they'll they'll be ready to switch to this game plan that'll be more attractive, is batshit. Because it's round four and they're already going to have to switch back to Paul Ruse lock it down type play. In order to, you know, try to, you know, They're hold the bleeding, line, and yeah. well, the, exactly that sort of style as well. Like, which I don't know. Like, there's, as there's, a Carlton supporter, you sit there and go, so "Okay, many alarm if bells. it wins a game, awesome." But yeah, it's not the scoreline flatters them because the reality is, even though Collingwood were accurate with sixteen four versus eleven ten. The, sc- they the were never line, in the game. No, they were never in the game. Like the only time they were in the game was really for the first five or ten minutes. So Carlton started well. And then all of a sudden, they just didn't understand how to play offense. Like, it was like they just had forgotten. Like, Collingwood locked them down. But at the same time, like, the Liam Jones experiment of playing him down back, like, he looks shot with confidence. The big problem with... The, the, the concern I have, and this is probably the main concern I have out of the game, you just highlighted how they might need to switch back to a defensive style of game. Mate... Not you, but far out. Like, Wiedering looks baked. He needs to get to the He looks like he needs to go to the... Exactly. So I've written here in my notes. So I I take notes during the games. I've written VFL uh, uh, VFL Wiedering question mark. So, like, for me, it's, um, you know... I mean, they've got Liam Jones, Wiedering, like, all these defenders that are shot with confidence. So the Blues also looked like they'd been run off their legs, like in the back end of the game they too. Tired they didn't travel last week. I've written on my notes: Blues slow didn't travel. Like I don't understand. Like they were in Melbourne last yeah. week. Like why? They, they look like they've come off a, a this taxing, is a young and it's taxing. I think they um, postseason in final football, but yeah, I think they well they maybe they played too hard in the JLT because they went all right there. So yeah, I, I mean, I, maybe I, they did, and maybe maybe it's concerning. Load it's really concerning really early heavy. on, it, and, and they. Look, every team, and I, I, I saw through it like before the recent golden era of Hawthorne during the early part of the two thousands, and you, and you sometimes you think, oh, why are they doing this? Why are they doing that? And then all of a sudden, it turns around one year. And I'm not saying suggesting that that's what's happening at Carlton, but if you're a Carlton supporter, don't jump off your team. Because that's the worst thing you can do. Because oh no, no no no, like I, I know but it must it be is, frustrating. But it's like, probably frustrating for AFL. Like, it's I, frustrating for AFL supporters to yeah. think that this team on paper should be at least competitive, and they're they, not well, even they, being competitive. And the struggle, the problem is, they were competitive realistically out of the whole of that game for about thirty-five minutes, yeah. and that is a massive concern. 
So anyway, we, we can, we, I don't want to kind of, you know, bake on it too much, but that, that, that's kind of the main things. In terms of where the game was won, outcoached, and, and he's, you said he's, side bottom as well. Yeah, but he, I think Buckley, people, you know, like to dump on Buckley's lawn. But for me, like, I think he outcoached Bolton on the night. And it shows that without the players, a doubt, by a long way, it shows that he's the players have got his back. They're playing for him as much as they are for the four points, without a doubt. And if anyone's got any doubt about so clearly being an A grader, he's a, he he's an oh. out and out A grader. He's only underrated because he plays for Collingwood, and a lot of people don't care about Collingwood, so they just don't rate them. So. And, he, and they've had so many gun mids. No, all Australians for side bottom as well, which is yeah. If, which is if wild. he keeps this going, I mean, he he, he would be. He's one of the best players never to have an all Australian. Absolutely, I the, agree. The other thing I was going to say was just in, into this as well was so the the other thing of where the game was won. So two key things was when we when we did our tips last week, I I thought Cruiser was up and about, but yeah, apparently he's like, he had like a whole range of different. Sorts so no good. No Grundy, good. We, I, I thought would dominate, but I didn't think he was going to be that damn good. Um, had a yeah, funny chat with him on Twitter. That was cool. But for me, like I, I, like the other thing too was I was like, and we, we, I think we did highlight this. I'd have to listen back, and I'm sure we would have. Was for Collingwood to win and win well, their midfielders were going to have to kick a truckload of goals, right? We so did mention it last so they week. Have we to mentioned have, it. In we've the talked about it before in the preseason, stuff, yeah. and we definitely did in round one Absolutely, as well. Yeah. But we spoke about how we weren't confident enough that the Collingwood mids would be able to peel off and play forward and do a whole range of things. Well, look at the scores. So if you have a look at the, through the list of scores through the um, through the game in terms of who scored what. It's astonishing how many goals they got from the midfield. So we were completely wrong. Like, it is unreal. So Trelaw, you know, it was just crazy. Like, there was Aish, like, there was so many quality mids that just went forward and scored so beautifully for Collingwood. So that that was... The way they pulled that together, Cox was better. But, I mean, Cox is still... He's going to take a long time. But I was really impressed with the midfield and how well they applied really, really solid forward pressure. Um, But, yeah, look, in terms of overall... It wasn't a great game to watch. There were sections of it that were, you know, pretty average. But yeah, I mean, I liked I liked a lot of things. It was in, I liked Hoskin Elliott. Uh, I thought he really stepped up. I mean, Cade Simpson again was so good. Like he's just hold, he, that guy. It feels like he's just in a ship right now, like putting corks in all the holes, like that's sinking. It's just it's unbelievable. Like he's trying to do everything. Yeah, um, um, too much is left to. Um... Kerno, not Ed, his brother, um, yeah. Charlie Kerno to, to Well, they, they didn't strike. So the only, the only, the only, and that's the other thing too, in terms of uh, Carlton's forwards, I mean, the only one that really did anything was um, Casbolt, which was, you know, good to see because it's nice to see him actually. Yeah. Well, they had I know him, Kerno got 2-2, two, two, but... They had more inside 50s, but it just, those wasted opportunities. But they, they but, the, but Collingwood the was so much more effective, effective is, is, yeah. the, is the problem. So we always talk about effectiveness. I mean, Mark's inside 50, Collingwood had 15 versus 7. Yeah. Like, you know, you look through it, like, it's just... You know, overall marks one hundred and thirteen to eighty four. Like that, that's a pretty yeah. They hurt them in the out. Um, in the, they hurt them in the outside. If you look at the stats, Collingwood I mean, actually contest- lost the clearances as yeah, well. Yeah, lost the clearances. Contested possessions was one hundred thirty three to one hundred thirty four. Yeah. So Carlton one thirty three. Uh, um, Pies 134. Yeah. And even there, they were good with disposal, Carlton, with 72% efficiency. So it's not like they can't play. It's just that... Just they, they're going to take time. They haven't got the time yet. There's They've got to gradually move into this game plan. I think it's been... Yeah. I, I, I wonder they needed to probably be a little bit more... Def- there. Yeah, a bit yeah. more defensive, just... Uh, just 25% more offensive rather than Be really than defensive, but when yeah. they get into no, that, into yeah, their yeah. 50 or close to their 50, that's when they can that's start... That's how it red-watching the game. Yeah. 
And and also probably the most underrated stat is tackles and and Collingwood sixty nine to fifty three. Yeah. So that when you win tackles, you often win the game. If you're, and if you pressure winning, pressure wins games. And look, at, more, look at the dogs. Look at. Um, Richmond last year, like pressure and, and high tackling teams, especially, generally do really well. Especially when they had all, almost ninety more no, possessions so, as well. So anyway, not only are they yeah. getting more of the ball, though. No, no, I agree. So, so because we did that bit at the starts, so we better sort of keep going. But yeah, overall, like in terms of yeah, that the, in terms of the game, like I think we've covered that off enough. Um, Sam Ryan as well looked great. He's providing some really nice run for um, Collingwood, so he's going to be my heat check. I thought he was really solid, Sam Ryan. Really, really quality running. I think he looks really good. He's going to add a lot to their side. So since Collingwood lost, you know, Heath Shaw and, you know, some of these really quality runners, he's exactly what they need. So he's my heat check for the game. I really liked him. So let's keep an eye on him. Let's move into the next game. game, So we've got a few to go. So we've got Saturday on April the 7th. Uh, We had Port Adelaide beating Brisbane, 97-92. Wowee, 14-13 to 14-8. So the power won by five points. So we got our tip wrong. So we we said Port would belt them. Yeah, and, and I think the Port Adelaide team listened to us and got ahead of themselves with big heads. I reckon, and that's and that's a big part of it. So they they're, they're, uh, they are, um, no, and this is no disrespect no, to, no, no. to the Lions. Essendon thought I that the dogs should... would be terrible, yeah. and and Same Port thing, Adelaide and thought Brisbane would be terrible, and the both of them got pretty close scares. Let's be fair, Essendon. Yeah. I know that's a bit of a different story. But I thought Brisbane were fantastic. Is, is Stefan Martin the most underrated player in the game? He's got to be close. If like, he's not it, top five rucks... He's clearly top... I think he's clearly top five ruck. I think he's pushing for top the, three. At the moment... Like, it, it Grundy, probably, Nick Nat and Stefan Martin. Or, you know, that's, uh, that's pretty... Well, well, That'd be my one. three. Gaunt, well, Gaunt, you're right. That's the problem is you can only fit so many in the three. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, like, I, I look at Corns' uh, team of the week on AFL.com. No. And he ended up having two, two rucks in there. But you could have played... Five or six rucks. I mean, they've been really good. I'm not going to go into no, all no, of them. No, I'll do it game by game. But yeah, yeah. He was Stefan Martin, and I've got a couple of Lions friends, and they've said this is a great game. He can play. He, he knows that he can run. He's he's probably a better tap ruckman than say someone like no, Mac, no, no, a McAvoy. Yeah. But he runs around the field like 100%. a McAvoy. So yeah. he he was all class. Um, Hodgie stepped up when he saw that. The game could be won. I've never seen him run that fast. So on the, the wing um, and 100%. the young guys bounce hip, off it. Hip Hodge wood. directing traffic. His, they look like Hawthorne at the end. His hip it was so, it was such a good game. Oh, hip he next, I, I highlighted him at the start of yeah, the season. He's, he's a freak. So Hipwood's the guy that looks like Rafa Nadal. That guy is hasn't got the, arms the way yet. he stood up late. Yeah, his left arm's not enormous, <laughs> but the, the way he stood up, mate, he is over an animal. There, I, I can't wait to watch that. Especially over there, like, he is unreal. In he's going to be most, so good. He's just host, so young in the most hostile of environments. Too, I mean. So Brisbane, if you look, I, I, so just to start from the, the start, this game was close the whole way. But so Beam was a late out. So if Beams was a late out, I think we would have been even further saying Port were going to win. But this was solid the whole way through. Charlie Cameron right now looks like the best recruit of the year, especially since so I know Levers looks like I know he's been here for about five looks, or six years. He just looks like he fits into everything exactly, yep. and that's a very, that's the, that's the main point. Gives him a lot of Levers up forward. Levers going to be a good player, and I'm not you know Stringer. I'm sure will be good, and you know obviously Ablett's an animal, but that you know he's not really a recruit Ablett. He's, he's, he's always there. For a there. Long time, he's part so, of the furniture. But yeah. I mean, in terms of like you know Charlie Cameron, like he, he looked, he looked great. Um, Brisbane looked organized. They were linking up really well. They did some really, really good switches. They moved it through the corridor quickly. They looked effective. 
They were really, really good to watch. It's yeah. the first time He's I've funny. watched a Brisbane side in so long and been legitimately excited. Composed under pressure. Composed. Actually they got through some... I mean, Mate, they looked so good. They, so in a lot of ways, I think they were unlucky to lose this game. Like, Absolutely. I think, I think in a lot of ways, they were, they were super unlucky. And not just because I wanted them to win, because it would have been you know exciting for this bunch of kids, but... Far out. I mean, so the only thing was that Stefan Martin obliterated the ruck. One thing you'd have to say is that Ryder was out. So if Ryder had been in, I don't know if he would have dominated oh, as thing. much. That probably would have made the game even more interesting had Ryder been there. It was a shame he wasn't there because it would have been great to see these two teams. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, you know, you haven't said that about Brisbane for a while, but see these two teams up against each other would have been fantastic. Well, not only did he have 49 hit outs. No. He had 30 touches. He's an animal. He, so I mean, he's he's, really he's the top top of the top of the list, isn't he? Yeah. Martin, number no. one. Yeah, number one, so, overall. So, but the number followed by number two, and I'm, I'm really, I'm really liking the fact that um, Pollock is is really coming to fruition now, and being that gun midfielder that yeah. can switch back and forth. He, he's a two way player. He's a great mark. He's a big body, and he's taking a lot of pressure off those 100%. other big names. And he, he wasn't he was one of the ones. I don't think he was a the reason they just got over the line. Yeah, he he, he was. Well, he was. You're massive. right. And the other thing with him too is he wasn't the one, one of the ones that was too shocked early. So I've actually yeah. I've written in my notes, poor shocked early, and they absolutely were like really early. They just couldn't believe it. I think they just couldn't believe this team. They couldn't believe how well structured they look. They couldn't believe how fast they were moving the ball. Like there was, I think they were legitimately, you know, taken aback. Um, the other thing too is, I mean, how how overlooked is Zorko? Like, if he was playing for a Victorian side, you would hear so much more about him. Yeah, he's um, what he came third or fourth in the Brownlow last year. Uh, yeah, had about the second or third. Uh, so most overlooked. Just, yeah, because he's in Brisbane. Um, yeah. Brisbane's second quarter has to be one of the better quarters this year so far. I know we haven't seen that many quarters, but it was so solid. They soundly beat Port Adelaide, and I think yes, Port. Some of the Port Adelaide players were internalising things, um, and then also there was a you know some some poor um, behaviour from Dixon. But at the same time, you know they, they were just outstanding the whole game. So Rockliffe was all right against his old side. Um, he wasn't slowly, great, but he, he did his he did his bit. I mean, he was slowly fine. integrating into the. He got a the goal. He was fine. Any match match. Same as Stringer, yet. really. Like it was fine. Like you know, kind of lever as well. I'm sure. Like you know, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, it's, take fun, time. it's 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 ironic and, and it's probably a bit disappointing for Melbourne supporters. But Watts is the one that's really. F- He's been to that team really he, well. He always was going. I think. I yeah. don't know. I we we had this conversation. Yeah. Um, so. Um, I don't know how much more we're going to go into this, but if we can go a little bit more, I, mean, off, I, mean, I just want to touch defense on the Brisbane Mitchell. defense. That young defense, like Hodge, just held those pack of kids up, and they was, they were Robinson moving like was, they were moving ugh. like your Josh Gibsons and stuff behind him. Like it was so exciting to watch. Yeah. And then, um, and then and then we've got. We should so talk the, about Port as well. We basically talk. Yeah, about and, and that's where I just want to move. No, into no, no, my please. Quick, I want to get into my Sam Gray. Oh, yeah, you've highlighted him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah I because, love Sam Gray because there's always this talk <laughs> about animal. the other I've, the other Gray. I've got exclamation marks next to it. But it's he, and it's not that he hasn't been around. Freak. He's been around for a, yeah. four seasons or whatever, and he just make him a, the heat check. He, he's heat he's, check. He's a he was unbelievable on the on the weekend. He he racked up twenty odd disposals. But um, so balanced, though. Super balanced. Um, really just solid contested possessions as yeah. well. Ninety uh, percent efficiency. Yeah, he's so, um, and kicked three he's goals cut one. Uh, so and ten um, score involvement. So he was just everywhere, and I think that's that's a sign of a mature, real mature player. Oh. It may have taken a little bit longer to understand the game. Yeah. But if he can do that type of output, or yeah. even a, a, a quarter of that week in week, not a quarter, but something no, no. like that, and not. 
and, and and take some pressure off the other Gray and the Ollie Wines and the yeah. wing guards of this team. No, oh, he's a joke. They are, he is fantastic. So I've written in my notes, Sam Gray did a James Harden. So if you don't know who James Harden is, he's, he's a, the beard. He's he's the MVP for. Um, uh, well, he's going to be Houston. the MVP. He for will be. This I've, year. I've denounced yeah. it. So <laughs> he plays for Houston in the NBA. He um, did a fake out, moved left and went right, and a guy actually fell over when he did it, and it was this massive thing on NBA. Twitter. Check it out. It's amazing. I'll, I'll retweet it on our thing. But Sam Gray uh, did the exact same move in the game to a to a um, a guy in the forward line, which actually, I, I felt bad for. He was like a young Brisbane kid, but it was it was wild. But did you know remind like me hardly of? anybody was watching the game. That was why there was no reaction on social but you know, media. But yeah, it was yeah. But I'll, I'll, this was one of the better games of the round. An old player from the game before Pendles did that as well. He did, oh, did an old Pendles. He? Yeah, he just a little shuffle oh, in the middle, and, and the guy just ran yeah, and slipped on his ass, and he just drilled. Because it. it can happen in the <laughs> AFL, obviously, because of wet grounds, and you know it's a three sixty degree game. So anyway, um, in terms of port, before we move on. Look, I think I want to ask you another question as well. Do you think, and this relates, I think, to Port? I'm sort of answering the question, but do you think that heat played a factor in this game? So it was like 30 degrees. Brisbane have trained in much more intense heat through the yeah, preseason. Yeah, it would have been much easier for the do boys you reckon, to back up. I know it doesn't exactly get cold in Adelaide, but do you reckon that the heat played been... a factor late in the game? Oh yeah, uh, uh, oh, I think yes, it did. Yeah. Yes it and looked no. like it yes did. Yes and no. I think. I, firstly, as I said at the start of this game preview, uh, review, I think Port went in there with the wrong ment- mentality. I thought they thought it was going to be an easy win. Um, they might have been challenged for a quarter, and, and that's the way I saw it. But yes, I do also you think, think it had that... A factor, yeah. well, I think look some how factor. Much, look how much better Brisbane... Another five or ten minutes of that game, Brisbane probably win. Can I... Can I sorry? Can I add? Yeah, uh, no, this will you'll, you'll, you'll agree, I reckon. So just to add to the heat as well, um, I've written this in my notes too, which is that Port travelled to Sydney last week and had a tough as hell game against the Swans, who are clearly one of the best sides in the game. I think that had a factor late. I think there was I think there was some sore sore legs at the back end of the game for Port, but. Yeah, who knows? It's hard to tell with all these little different things like travel and heat and all that different stuff. But look, overall, like I thought. Dixon started really well, but then he was like started punching people and being a nutcase in the second, <laughs> in the second quarter, which was annoying because it's like he, this guy, like he could be he could be one of the best players in the game. He kicked one and two, and it was like man, this freaking guy. It's so frustrating to watch because he could be so good. Motlop's clearly played his best game for Port. Um, I know he has played that many, but he looked a lot better. Yeah, that was funny. As Wingard was pretty damaging. Yeah, but um, yeah, look, I mean, overall, I thought this was. Almost the game of the round for me. I really, really enjoyed this game the whole way through because it was consistent. It was consistent through the whole game. It was really, really quality ebbs and flows through the whole game. You know, Pollock took 12 marks. Like, there was some massive, you know, Stefan Martin, 49 hitouts. Like, there was just some unbelievable, you know, stuff through this whole game. But, yeah, look, I, I, I think Port were, were pretty lucky in a lot of ways. Um, they lost to Canesta Possessions, um, you know, but then they, you know, they butchered it. In a lot of ways, yeah. like... This is the thing. Like you can look at it from two angles. The other way of looking at it is that they had, they had sixteen marks inside fifty to eight, and early on, Port had so many opportunities. They've been fourteen thirteen. Like that, there's so many of those points could have been goals, and then Brisbane wouldn't have been able to make that late charge. But it was a great game, um, and you know, Port. I think you know, I reckon Port will get the scare they might actually need at this stage of the season. Maybe Voss to get a scare and, like and, that. Um, and the rest still of the, come you know, through. I think the coaches shows... think this is good. Yeah. yeah, maybe, but maybe they think, well, hang on, mate. If you don't play against everyone week for week, 
this is what's going to happen. But mind you, I think there's a lot of teams that got a scare over the weekend, and we didn't talk about it in the general, but uh, I might talk about the end of the um, games before we uh, Take record. Take before the next one. Yeah, there was, a, there was just a massive... I just I'll shake my head at it, but it um, was at clear. the missed goals. Yeah, oh. well, we'll speak about yeah, Dan. We'll uh, oh, that was the worst in one. The but square, he, it. It was he was five meters out. Oh, well, there's so, heaps. I don't even think that yeah. was the worst one, but it was it was stupid. pretty damn bad. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to the next game. But I, I, I that was a I'm shocked. Game. But that was a cracking game. Cracking so game, we've gone yeah. through that a little bit lo- uh, longer than which we is no- good. normally, which is good. I'm I want to talk about Brisbane. Yeah, I don't want them to be terrible. The competition is better. When there's at least one good team in every state, that's just the reality. And it, it, Queensland hasn't had that for so long. So and ultimately, it, you know, the, the one state that's failing is the original state, Victoria, at the moment, with so much poor football. Well, that's it, Carlton. I think you can argue, you can mount an argument that even though Brisbane are, are, are you know haven't won a game, they've been competitive in every game. Exactly, and they've won. They probably won. They've been. They probably should have won. Anyway. Well, yeah, should be one and two. Exactly. And we'll, anyway. we'll, we'll we'll do that in a couple of weeks when we go through the through the ladder a bit deeper. Next one. So Melbourne beat North for the first time Since in 2006. 18 matches. Can I give you a stat here? I thought of a stat today. Joel Selwood had not played a game of AFL the last time that Melbourne beat North. He's played 250 games since the last time one team beat another team. But this guy—that is absolutely ridiculous. But this guy doesn't have a man crush on Joel Selwood. Oh, you always, <laughs> you always bringing this up. Who brings up stats like that? Because I was like, because <laughs> the last the last win was two thousand and six, and I was like, hang on, what's a player that's played a shitload of football in that amount of time? He was drafted. It's true. It was a good it was a good stat. I like that. <laughs> it was one. a very good stat. Where did you pull that from? My head, because I was thinking, I was like, the last time they won was like midway through two thousand and six. Yeah. So what's a player that's that's been playing? From early 07, and he played. I think he played like yeah, round one had, or round two. Because any other, or, uh, he played in the flag. Because I knew other... Selwood was young in the flag, and I was like, I knew he got drafted in 07. Because every other older time, or older player would have been before that. Time. Potent- well, I'm With sure, you could, I'm sure well. you could find. Well, I, I don't well, reckon not... there's. I don't reckon there's anyone that's played more games. 250 games. That's more than a lot of players playing their whole career. Is that Jones's first time of beating North? No, Jones is the only player that pl- that that played in that game. <laughs> one person. Wow. One person. Yeah, that's huge. Let's, so, and, that, and, sorry. And, you said, and you said this I right said at the were, start. What? This is the thing. This is what they the do. Break yeah, hoodoos. Yeah. And, well, I think they're breaking through everything this year. And, and they got... Well, there's mate. not... So there's... The, a lot of them are gone now. So the Eddie Head thing, the Geelong thing, most of them are gone now. So, yeah. But they need to do them more consistently. And then, obviously, finals is the next thing. So 123 to 86, Melbourne beat um, North Melbourne by 37 points. Uh, so 18-15 to 13-8. So um, this game now it was it wasn't the most pretty game to watch, and in the first ten or fifteen minutes, it was like, oh my god, it's on again. North were up, oh. and I was like, no way, please tell me this is not. No, surely nobody beats Melbourne eighteen times in a row. Sure, it must have got into their head a little bit. Wow, we that's like a, it was, as I highlighted last lot. week. This is like a Federer record. It was starting to get to the point because Federer's got a few players. Um, that he's beaten like you know literally like nearly twenty times in a row where it gets to not like a Hewitt where he you know Hewitt beat him a couple of times early and then he beat him a lot of times because he was clearly a lot better like there's a few players like Ferrer Federer's mm. never lost to Ferrer so Ferrer Fer- was number Federer's, three for Federer's about five years he was straight. a quality player for like sixteen in an hour or something ridiculous like that so I was getting towards that sort of statistics but I mean look 
it, it, I'm really, really glad for Melbourne. They, they steadied, yeah. they absorbed it, and they thought, no, nah, we're not going to do this again. Before um, while we stay sticking with North, though, yeah. Sorry, just just because it, it, it's something. Uh, North went terrible, I, by the way. No, but, and, the, and yeah. they do look good, and it's refreshing to see the big fella, Majak. He was, he was good. Great I've highlighted the, that in my notes. And yeah. just, uh, he took he took an amazing hard. mark too. Yeah, took out Lewis, Jordan Lewis. Yep. He wasn't happy about it, and then tried to pick a fight with him, and realised that <laughs> he's about ten foot taller than him, and yeah, his arms yeah. are bigger than he, his thighs. He's, so. he's everything. But that was so. great. It was a great move. I think um, he feels a lot more comfortable knowing that he just can attack the ball um, and not worry about having an impact on the yeah. scoreboard. So good on good on the um, coaching staff at North Melbourne for, for doing that. No, I think I think North I think look, they've stuck with him and and sometimes when you're in a young side, I mean what are they gonna do? I think they need to continue. Mm. But I think look, overall we would you highlighted um, Goldstein versus Gorn as a matchup to watch. Gorn dominated him. Yeah. I mean let's be fair, like he, he was he was much more effective through the game and that was a big reason for Melbourne winning. I mean Melbourne, Gorn, I've you know, I've literally written in capital letters Gorn. Yeah. So he was unbelievable. He, so Goldie, as much as he's, he's going to help this North Melbourne team move forward, yeah. a bit like Sandy will be for the um, Frio team. Yeah, um, they do not dominate like they once did. They're too old. The bodies just can't get up high enough to dominate. And these younger rucks that are a bit more agile. Gorn's, well, Gorn's lost weight too. He looks skinny. Yeah. He looks agile. So look, the big thing, the big takeaway for me in terms of where the game was won. Um, I all it was, I don't think we actually did it for Port Adelaide Brisbane. Where was the game one with that game? Well, I think it was experience with that game. Really, in the end, the experience got over the youth for Brisbane. Oh, no, we touched on it. We, we did it. I guess we did it enough. Basically, Melbourne and North. I mean, the, where the game was won for me was you know they well. Firstly, I mean they they did what they had to do, and that's the big problem with Melbourne. But you can't got, but you can't say that about Melbourne the last couple of years. The teams they were meant to beat, they wouldn't beat. Yeah, they would have. They would all of a sudden out of nowhere beat North class, Hawthorne, or they class. would beat Sydney at home or some ridiculous game. Class, but then they would lose to Carlton yeah, class, at the G or something. Their like class that. didn't shy away from the fact no, that exactly. they should win a game of football yeah. easily and convincingly. And, yeah, your you, you Gorns, your Lewis's, uh, Levers obviously becoming more and more comfortable in his role with that team and knowing yeah. where he fits in. Petrarca, um, he's, he's the guy that... Um, Petrarca yeah. I've highlighted as well. Yeah, Petrarca looks so damaging. Yeah, and um, um, moving on Hogan as well. Yeah, wow, so that, and that was one of my Jesus. points is how potent... In the middle too. How potent can wow. Melbourne be this year? Like, I've, well, yeah, they, we highlighted them. I've got Melbourne in and my their forward like, line, Garlet. Garlet looked good. It was a good team yes, effort. I mean, Oliver good looked good. Yeah. Jones looked good. They Garlet looked good. Kent, Bug. Like, they, it was, they was a really... Yeah. And that's what yeah, they need. They need other people to pop up. Forgot how good he was. Well, he busy, busy, known as this bloke that belts people. Like yeah. they, that was, and to be fair, he probably deserved it. Like he did, he belted someone. But yeah. I think, oh, absolutely, he know, did deserve that time. It wasn't like Barry Hall that had a whole, you know, he was a quality player, and then he belt started belting people. It yeah. was this guy really no one knew the hell he was, and he started belting people. So it was a bit kind of bit dogger, bit dogger. But in terms, still got Viney to come back into that time team. So how yeah. do they fit him in? I think well, they do. Yeah, they do. They do. But yeah, look, Melchin was good. 
Salem as well. Tyson was solid. I mean, that's and that's the thing yeah. with Melbourne. They have so much depth, and that's what was so frustrating about them last year was that you know so many of these players wouldn't you, you wouldn't get. You didn't your know Melchums, what you get. your Kents, all these sort of players. They got a Kent in there. They got a Kent. I was going to say this, <laughs> and I'll make Kent. He did. This is a way we can swear on the podcast without putting the explicit thing. Three, two, um, in terms of goals, twenty disposals, like pretty solid. Yeah. And they found some mongrel the D's, which they without getting over. Well, they well they would too. Go, well they would go over. The, they didn't know where to stop the line. Yeah, they, their, their aggression now is within the rules of the game, and that showed. Immensely, and it's probably why they won fairly convincingly. We talk a lot about tackles, and we, I both, I, I, I think you do as well. I reckon oh, it's one of the most underrated stats, if not, I think it's one of the most important stats out there. So this is something I wanted to highlight about Melbourne. So Jones, you can always guarantee he's going to dominate in terms of tackles, right? But then have a look at this. So just this is a list of tackles overall, and if you're sorting, if you go into the app and you sort it by tackles. North Melbourne aren't even on the, the top, like, at all. So, Jones, seven tackles. Wa- Wagner, seven tackles. Harms, six. Oliver, six. Salem, six. Like, there's a lot of players that were really, really, really effective and dominated in terms of tackles. So, that was super, super, super impressive. Except for, um, the, except for the two North Melbourne players at the top. Oh, sorry, Jacobson, Dorr, yeah. <laughs> but but they're in terms of... No, 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 more highlight, so, no, yeah. no, sorry, out of Melbourne side. side. More that, not, not on the... Well, sorry. on the overall, yeah, there's those two that, that were really good. But then it drops off massively after that. DeMont was okay. There was a few others. But Melbourne had a massive spread. They yeah. had seven or eight guys that got over five tackles, which is really, really solid. So, But no, look, I, 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 I thought overall it was a, it was a good game... I think there's some promise coming for North. They're going to be a good side. But, yeah, look, I think it, it, it was pretty much played out the way we said it was going to happen. I, I don't want to say... I mean, the, Goodwin would be pretty upset about that start. I think Melbourne started really poorly. But they've, they've got to get those poor starts out of the way. Um, kind of like Geelong, Geelong last go. year as well. Kind of like that. They were just very slow to start. So, I don't have too much more to say about this game. No, we're definitely deep diving into the, the round, that's for sure. We're only three games in. No, we'll keep going. So oh, that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah. No, that's fair. So next game is the Suns lost to the Dockers um, in Docker. So it was 68 to 96. Um, so 10, 8 to 13, 18. But the upside is, and, and you tweet, and we tweeted it, was the Suns got the largest home crowd for ever. Their largest. They did. Massive. At, at, in Frio. At, it was well, I got it. So, I think we can just talk about one thing. Where the game was won. In the last quarter. Well, where the game was won. Oh, no, no. Five. Oh, yeah, of course. There you go. So it's animal. Let's just, let's just just sit back for a second. So, if, you, if you're standing up while you listen to this, just have a sit down. Get yourself a glass of wine. Wine. A cup of tea. Or, or hops to home. Get a bit of hops to home action going. So, 38 disposals. 25 of those contested. 15 clearances. Eight tackles and seven inside 50s. That is ridiculous. If he keeps playing like that and Fremantle win 10, 12 games... And keeps kicking goals. And keeps kicking goals, he is a serious chance for the for the uh, brand line. That, that, I mean, I know right now my man Tom Mitchell would be leading, I would surely assume... But, I mean, old mate Fife, if they win enough games, and we highlighted this before in the preview, like you just don't, you pretty much don't win the brand line unless you win at least, ideally 12, 13, 14 games. But his game was disgusting. 
disgusting. Like it is just absurd. He's back. He's back. back. Absolutely. He looks. He he looks the best I have ever seen him. He looks. That was a game. He that doesn't was, like not being talked about in the top two or three players of the conference. No, clearly not because that game was as good as his top Brownlow year games. That was absolutely ridiculous. How good it was. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, he he was the difference, and but it's it, hard not to talk about how, purely just five. How, like how he, they, he kept, he basically won them the game, and that's so hard. We talk about how hard that is to do in AFL when there's so many players on the ground. The way yeah. the game is played for one player, anyway, I, reminded, I, I thought it was amazing. It, 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 we'll it was very on, reminiscent but. of how Selwood has been for. Yeah, well, over the last couple, well, especially the last couple of years with oh, before not um, as much more recently. No, but, no, before no. Danger came in, um, and they had a few injuries, and he basically had to lift them to get over the line for no, a exactly, lot of time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they look them obviously much improved. I think um, this is going to be Cam McCarthy's um, breakout year. He looks good. He looks yeah, McCarthy good, looks solid, really, which is really really good. And that, three and goals, one, great, nice. and that great story. Yeah, um, it, and I'll make. That we talked up last, last even week. even been a bit better. Tabernard. Yeah, uh, Tabernard was excellent again. Except he couldn't get a... Well, you said, you were like... If you said, you, you highlighted if Tabernard plays well. Yeah, and the only thing that let him down was his yeah. goal scoring, goal kicking. Um, so while it was close, I mean, Frio probably kicked themselves out of the game 13-18. And Pierce as well was was interesting. Yeah, and, and, and the Suns obviously... They, they were really good for three and a bit quarters, but I think all the travelling has taxed them immensely. Well, we said that, yeah. But they and get and also, like, they, they went to Cairns, they went, they've gone then to Melbourne, Pakistan, and then back up, and then come over. Poland. And this time, funnily enough, guess where they're playing again this week? Africa. In WA. There we go. So they probably stayed they, there. And, no, they have stayed there. So they have actually, no, they have 100% they have. They've got apartments yeah. over there. They've rented them all. Which is smart. They'll give them a bit of time oh, to right, keep clearly right so that, to do. I'm looking forward, we'll talk about, obviously, in the next episode about that, but... Um, look, I, they're, they're competitive. I think the Suns are doing what a lot of people probably thought they'd be. Uh, I, I think so. Competitive. They, they would. They would due a bit of a, a, a drop, but I think yeah. I mean, it's hard when you know as well. I, I'd forgotten how good Lockie Neal is. Wow, wait. Yeah, like, well, the off season, I completely forgot what a player he was, he was person, last year. He was the only person who could touch the ball for free. Last year, yeah, he had about five thousand touches last year. Yeah, no, but he looks, he looks really good. But yeah, look, Gold Coast, who's yeah. one? Mundy looks really good, not having to play so much time in the middle. Lynch was really well held, which definitely helped. Um, you know, Frio go a long way to winning that game. Um, yeah, our man we highlighted last week for the heat check as well. Lions looked really oh, good. Really, two good. goals, thirty disposals. Where are we? Yeah, absolutely. But you have to put. I'd have to. Heat check's got to be five out of this. I know we don't normally highlight the joke players, but that's obscene. obscene. Yeah, absolutely. But when yeah, it's when like that, joke, when it's when like that, joke. so that's so that's basically a triple double in the AFL. So we got thirty-eight disposals, twenty-five contested, fifteen clearances mm. for a mid. That's effectively a triple double. That's yeah, absurd. You don't get that anywhere. That is so that difficult to do. to do. Like yeah. to get to get an out of out of thirty-eight disposals to have twenty-five of them contested. Yeah. Crazy, and nearly, he nearly he nearly got ten tackles. He nearly got double digits in every major column. It's just absurd. Absolutely. So um, um, yeah. the other good thing, and my my my, my take big takeaway from this game is that whatever Ross the boss has instilled in his team, they can flick the offensive switch whenever they need to. Now, yeah, they they can score and score heavily they if they like choose it, yeah. to. Uh, if you if they become more accurate in front of goal, and this is hard for them because they didn't know where the goals were for five years, six yeah, years, because Ross years. went, don't kick goals, mate, just stop. No, 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 no. Hold, just hold the, the ball. Just stand just, on top of it. You, you are all goalies, and then kick a point every now and again, we'll win. Yeah. 
Um, so, so yeah, look, I, don't, I don't have too much more to say. It wasn't the most exciting really... game of, of football, but it, it, it probably looked... was if we had watched it live. That's the thing. Like, I think it might have suffered. It was because we watched so many games this week, not live. But uh, but either way, I mean, there's, I mean, like, if you look at it, like, it doesn't tell me more. Or effectiveness less about was pretty team. similar. You know, Freer won contested. They got in front of uncontested as well. One hundred five marks to ninety five, so they won the marks as well. Um, one inside 50, 16 to eleven. So all it was the key just, indicators it was just were... a, all the key stuff. Tackles they won as well. Actually, they lost tackles. Apologies, sorry. Fifty nine. Well, but it was very close though. So. Anyway, let's move on to the next game. Um, so this was a cracking game. So Sydney versus the Giants up at the SCG. So one hundred three to eighty seven. So the Swans won by sixteen points. Sixteen seven twelve fifteen. So okay. So be, so we don't forget it. And um, yeah. What was the uh, what was the difference? Where was the game one? Well, who was the game one? Um, Pretty easy call on that one. He he. I, think he's uh, a, I mean, he hasn't always been in the, in the limelight. No, he's a pretty underrated bloke. Um, Some people think he's overpriced. The thing is, though, like, like he, he didn't he didn't get like eight goals or anything. But they didn't play him in the goal square. It doesn't matter though. So he did. Well, so it's funny. I don't know whether uh, Mister Longmire listens to Deep Dive, but we highlighted last well, week the percentage of Buddy. How much? So they went to Buddy forty two percent of the time last week. Forty two percent of the time they kicked it to Buddy, which is an extremely if you don't like follow AFL heavily. That is a ridiculous number. Ridiculous. It should never be that high. So you want it to be for a forward or somebody like that. You want it to be in and around like 30, 35% because Max. you just become maximum because you and become that- way too predictable. So they actually got it right down. So it was down to like 36, 37%, which is good. So, but his field kicking is sickening. I've actually highlighted here. I actually wrote in my notes, is Buddy's field kicking too good? He, he hits it so hard and belts it like a sniper. Some of the Sydney players were like struggling to mark the ball because he would kick it so hard and so big. He's such a massive unit. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, look, this was a fantastic game, and we'll talk about both sides because um, I don't. I mean, the, the Saints Adelaide game we're probably not going to go into too heavily, but this because that was a bit of a fizzer. We can talk a bit about it, but let's go a bit further into this game. Well, I, these two I teams love now. This, game. this and the this and the Brisbane. Um, Poor game, probably this, the two best games. This I, I rivalry reckon. is going to start being like some of the it's, Melbourne well, team rivalries. You asked me, you asked me a couple of weeks ago, is the the Giants GWS rivalry the best right now? Not well, not no, not definitely not now after what happened in that Canberra game because this was before the season had started. But I tell you what, the two Sydney teams is an amazing rivalry, and we haven't had an Adelaide Derby yet, which will be really exciting. Um, I mean, even the WA one will, would probably be a good game as well. Oh, so they're both 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 good decent teams. But the, even, I think like, the Adelaide, the Adelaide, and the Sydney derby are going to be. They, they, they could those those could be the top four teams. Actually, fascinating. They could easily be the top four teams. Suns Brisbane derby could be a quality could game, it, no yeah, doubt. No, and you have to have that in in a market. If you want, yeah, absolutely. That's do. what I was saying before about at least one team being decent. So. There's a lot to talk about out of this game, oh. but I mean, where the game was won, I mean, you can pretty much argue it was Buddy. Like he was just unbelievable. He, um, you can you can you love know, or hate him. He he he's the the number one player in the AFL. Without I don't I don't know how anyone can say he's not. Um, so Sinclair, wow, I've highlighted yeah. here Sinclair. I mean, because the big issue I had with Sydney, and one of the reasons I had them out of the eight, was I just wasn't Same. confident. How were they going to get on their talls and their rucks and what they were going to do without you know with losing so many talls. But Sinclair is playing out of his skin. Like, he, three goals, 14 disposals, three tackles. Like, he looked so good. Yep. Wow, 45 hit-outs. He's massive. Far out. Yeah, he just... That's nearly... That's that's only, like, a few short of Stefan Martin's. And what yeah. did you hear all week? Stefan Martin, no. Stefan Martin. No. But, 
Yeah, tell you under, what, yeah, Sinclair was pretty damn good. Yeah, definitely uh, very underrated. Wow. And um, that leads me into... Oh, I'm just going to ask you a quick no, question. Um, obviously, lots of talk since their second season, or well, everyone talked about them in their first season. It was just a matter of time, not if. Um, how good GWS engine room is, is and was yeah. going to be. At the moment, just based on the first three rounds, I know it's not a lot yeah, to go into. No, no. Who's got the better engine room? Between Sydney or GWS. Just Sydney and GWS, right at the moment. Because uh, So, go. No, go, sorry. Because for, for me, on paper, and, and it, GWS are, are streaks ahead of everyone, let alone Sydney. But on really? the weekend, yeah, as far as... Not in this depth, game, necessarily. No, they, they got torn apart by so one of the things, experience. Well, to answer the, the question, one of the things I highlighted I in my Sydney's notes, I can't actually, I've written so, so many depth. notes, I can't even see where it is. But, yeah, um, far out. It's like, a, I've, people, I've, he's, got a, he's got a 27-inch screen I should, here I should and, put and like, taking up 22 inches of it. <laughs> I should put it up. I'll, I'll write up some of my notes sometimes. But um, I wrote Miss Scully. There it is there. But that just shows miss, you how miss good Scully's this game run. Was. Yeah, so I think a big... And I noticed that for the 10, 15 minutes into the game, I was like, wow, this is not ideal. They're missing Scully's run quite a bit. And you forget that guy comes in, runs like 16Ks and just obliterates the game. Coniglio was amazing. I mean, he, he I, I've actually written here, Coniglio, amazing, smoky Brownlow. I actually think he's... I mean, I'm not a better, but I reckon oh. if you're looking for a smoky... If he hasn't voted I don't know what he is dollar-wise, but, but if he hasn't he's got a vote, If he hasn't he's voted so in every game Such so a good far, player. I'd, I'd be very surprised. He's one of my favourite players. Not in terms of, like, the best players, he's but in terms... He's, like he's becoming like a Bartel type of player. I just love just watching him see. play. And he's not cocky. He's so, so solid. Exactly. Well, like a, like a, he's a, a Bartel. He's a li very yeah. likeable player. And, um, yeah, so, look, they, that... We, as much as we both agree that Buddy was a difference, other key takeaway oh, that we can was go further into that. I want to go deeper into well, why think, it was the difference. Yeah, but in I terms of the game plan. But, but I also sorry, think go. Sydney just played that little bit better team oriented football. They just shared it, shared it, and they, and they just knew when to hold it up a little bit, and I they knew so, when yeah. to counter attack, when to attack. They just they had a plan, and I think that plan works very, very well. Without a doubt, it I don't well. think it would work at Spotless. But I think Longmire you know, is well. He's fascinating to say. I can't wait to see yeah, these two the teams play at well, play at Spotless. That's going to be really good. Yeah, so I would was, not be disappointed if this was a grand final. I, well, I know a lot my, of Victorians would be pissed off. That was my next. I would not question. Care. I was going to question no, right in. You know me. I love the game. I, don't, I wouldn't care. Oh no! But I just no. thought whether you thought it would be no. possible. I'd love it. I don't reckon it's going to be because I think I still. So I had GWS um, number one. I still reckon GWS are going to finish very high up. I, I don't know why I get the feeling they're going to play in a prelim. I don't know why. I, I know there's no data really to back that no. up yet, but I I, I, I get well. the feeling. I think one side of the ledger. So right now, actually, here's a quick question, just with question without notice, as they do on on Footy Classified. What would you say is the two prelims right now? I'm gonna I'll go first. I, I would not be surprised if one of them was Sydney versus GWS, and the other one was Richmond versus Port. Right now, I would say they'd be the two prelims. Would be two pretty damn good games. <laughs> Often the prelims are better than the granny. That would be pretty exciting. Yeah, look, it's those hard, two it's, teams as well. Yeah, it's hard not to hard to disagree agree with you there. And but having looked at Adelaide, and I said they were going to drop I'm not a little bit on Adelaide. They've we'll got talk a, about that got, next game. Yeah. They're not convinced, but they've also Adelaide got should some have key, belted St Kilda by hundred points. But they've also got some key prime. I don't, movers don't doubt that. The problem is they're not going to get a lot of them back for quite a while. The whole range. I'm, I'm still, I'm still a little bit. 
as, as dominant as Sydney were, mm. um, I'm still not convinced that they're going to be top four at this stage. I'm starting to be very convinced. So I'm I'm actually almost 180. The other the other, the other two teams, I'm, I think Port, Port Adelaide, uh, Port Adelaide, Richmond are still that's that, that's where my head at right now as the grand final. Yeah, and I've got nothing so far in this little bit of data that we've seen um, is convincing me. Any other way? No, I don't disagree. So, a couple of things I want to talk about as well was one one thing I really wanted to highlight. I want to talk game plan. So, this game was like watching a chess match. So, mm. early agree, on, they, agree. the first I don't even know how to play chess, but yep, it felt like <laughs> it. So, the first 30, 40 Goes minutes forever, doesn't it? Long time, a lot, lot of <laughs> anyone lot can of things win. to remember, thousands of moves. The first twenty or thirty minutes was quite defensive, but it was fine. It was still really good to watch. And then, it, obviously, like a you know, it was like a classic AFL game because then it opened up. Um, and then they started punishing each other in different ways. But it was so exciting to watch because we got to watch multiple um, styles of play. But the thing that I loved was the way, not just the way they used Buddy in terms of you know using him on the wing and using him obviously as a field kick and a delivery, and obviously that's amazing. I loved the duel of Buddy versus Davis. That oh, yeah. was awesome. That's becoming How good. So is to that me, right? so good call. We'll, do, we'll, we'll steal it. Good call, bad call. Scalo type. Do you think this is the new no no Lonigan Buddy? I think this is the new Lonigan buddy. Davis buddy, yeah. I reckon, is the new Lonigan buddy. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Because he, even though, because he held, he still held Buddy to two goals. Obviously, the goals were extremely damaging, and we highlighted him as the bloody heat check. <laughs> but that's Buddy. He's, I think he's head above basically everybody else. But the other thing, the key thing I wanted to talk about in relation to Buddy before we move on, otherwise it just becomes a Buddy cast, is, um, I'm sure we could easily, <laughs> could easily do that. No, we're not, we're not too but bad. We could easily keep going. But just very to. briefly, what, what I loved, and I noticed this a lot, and it would have been good to have seen at the ground, was they used Buddy not just as a decoy, but quite cleverly Longmire used Buddy to peel defenders, GWS defenders, out of the 50. Yeah. So, because Buddy's got such a disgusting engine, he would run, and disgusting means good in our language, he would run into the Swans forward 50, pick up a couple of defenders. Yes. It was like watching Sims. You know when you can get the Sims and get the other ones to follow you and yeah, stuff? Yeah. Or Lemmings or whatever? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lemmings? Whatever the game. Do you know what I'm talking about? He would run in. Hey, mate, Davis, Gum, or, or, or Ward would peel back to help defend. Gum. He'd take of, them, run away, and then all of a sudden like there a was con- a hole. It was like a conga It line happened constantly. The problem with it is, is the GWS defenders started, I could see on their faces, they were like, this is so frustrating because it's like, do we take the bait? But the problem is if you don't take the bait, then he's going to run around you and take a mark. And he would have kicked four. And he five, could have kicked more. more. So the, the crazy thing about it was it was it, he's so damaging. So if they can use him in this way through the season, and if that that is a strategy that could work in finals. If you play him in such an unpredictable way... Against a really competitive team. Wow. Teams, yeah. That is going to be something and, that could take them that next step. And just a, a, a second mini heat check. It sounds simple, because, but he goes in there, picks him up, and goes, hey, buddy. So listen to, to this. To his buddies. Yeah, absolutely. So listen to this. So this is how the heat check, and this is what, doing what Longmire has done with Buddy on the weekend. It brings in someone like a, a Hayward, Will mm. Hayward. So he's a young guy, 19, he's only played 20 games. And he Quality, yeah. had a couple of goals yeah. and at 83% efficiency, had 18 disposals, 10 kicks, 8 handballs. Um, and it, along with these two goals, one uh, had five goal assists. So um, that just he just brings other people's in, people into brings the people game. Brings people into the game, yeah. And that's, that, they're the best a, sort of players that can do that. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. And he's bought, a, he's, he's bought Dusty's signature move 
into his game don't as argue. well. That That's don't the argue. Don't argue. Yeah, I saw that. He's going to have to be careful because he's so much taller than most players that he doesn't take get him in the throat because he, he had a couple yeah. that I saw and went, oh, if that was, wasn't Buddy and there wasn't so much stuff going on about who's going to win the game, I reckon the umpires would have blown high. 100%. <laughs> this is why I take notes. So uh, this was a goal that was potentially worse than Joe Danaher's absurd goal. <laughs> Tim Taranto played on in the goal, goal square. square. In the square. So they both made like unbelievable errors in the square. This should not happen at the no. top level. Like it is just unbelievable. Okay, so this is. And then I'm, going, I'm going conspiracy theory for a little second, which I oh, just for two things. Two but things. Razor Ray is the second shooter. No, you saw three. That. So make it three things. So and and it was did you like, like that? Yeah, I did like that because um, there is. I don't want so to. So I amuse myself so doing that work. Yeah. Anyway, um, and it was brought up because someone else mentioned it to me, and uh, not football related, is because uh, the generation before mine trend, so the uh, the millennials. Uh, everything's on on screens and swiping and touch it and blah blah blah. Where is um, this going? Okay, so <laughs> amount of dropped marks as well. Oh, yeah. So the two things: so um, attention span and um, the finger the finger grabbing. It's funny as the millennials because oh, it's not millennials. It's just it's a, it's that's it's, it's a conspir- it's not even a conspiracy. It's just a Some of these wacko players, thing. Well, no, not many are our age. But so yeah. the thing is, people are finding that uh, kids at school oh. are, are struggling to write properly because no, they, no, yeah. they haven't got the muscles in their fingers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So trying to grab a ball and it could be a big issue. I don't in the next generation of football but do you reckon it's got to do with, with pads and stuff oh, I, I just don't, don't think they practice the skills enough I well, just don't think that, basic st- skills but the actual <laughs> mental thing like the fact that everything yeah. is now 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 the, like the Joe Donahue one was yeah that's hey, true actually oh, it's a weird that, angle to look at but yeah good just to not have theory. that it's like that oh hang on oh there's a oh, so the iPad was the something, second shooter something's happening in front of me I better yeah. oh but, but he, I think, no, so he's lacking confidence, though. So he, he's, he's kicked about 12. So he's had... Yeah, so, he doesn't want to kick so goals. Do you want to know a stat? The start of the game, right in... So it was like maybe second quarter. Four of Joe Danaher's 18 kicks. So only four of his 18 kicks throughout 2018 so far were effective. Four. Wow. Four total kicks out of 18 were effective. Yeah. That is terrible. So he's officially out of the Coleman race now. Well, I, I'd be shocked if he's but doing he's it got now. 14. I picked him as yeah. I mean, I, I wanted it. I picked it out of and wanting Cameron's to got win. Twelve. So. I, I, and well, Lynch was my second one. I think my yeah. second one's probably more likely to win. You can't yeah. just. It's boring. The problem is with these pre things. It's like the ladder I said before. How you wanted to pick, you know you want to you know pick a big team to not be in but the eight. eight. It's exactly like the column. You don't want to just go, oh buddy, yeah, buddy. Oh yeah, really Dangerfield Brownlow. Like, it's just boring. Like it's like well, obviously they're, they're going to be a big chance. That's not fun. It's fun, more fun to pick an outsider. Yeah. That was why I picked Tom Mitchell, and actually that that that's might come, actually, <laughs> that, ironically that, that might actually come in. But and, and Port, imagine if I the Port finished it. Imagine if he actually wins it, and I, I could have put money on him like a hundred years ago, and, 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 and I had Port with the minor. Yeah, Port at minor premiums. That might actually come to fruition as well. well anyway, we're getting at this. No, no, no. So look, it, yeah, well, <laughs> but we're just laughing at it. Dylan Shield, why do teams give him so much space? Oh, I don't know. It looks like he's got a force field around him. Like, every time Maybe he gets he the ball, there was like all is these city players that would be like, I don't know what the deal is, but he's trying, he's trying to get close to him and it's like, whoop. Yeah, it's I don't know if that translates fall, on the mic. But fall it's, over him. I'm making a force field sound, but it was like... Trip it, over. Just well, yeah. Something's going on. He has, he has some mind He's tricks. ludicrous. He's an incredible player. I've written twice in my notes. That's how many times yeah. I liked him. Must have been different quarters. He's uh, for me after Callum Moore. It was good. And good, Phil good Davis, He's uh, Giants easily could have won this game. I know we've talked yeah. a lot about Sydney. But we want to get a little bit more into the Giants. Patton was really good. Pat and Cameron both look scoring. Good. I mean, twelve fifteen. Did they miss Green? 
Uh, yeah, Green's still out, but we'll talk about him in, in the next episode because mm. he's almost certain to come back. He was quite good in the knee fall. Yeah, so. it, well, it just proves how good of a quality forward and... I've actually written there, yeah, he's... Toby Green back next week, yeah. so... Um, yeah, look, overall, where the game was won, I mean, look, you know, you can argue very much experience. I think GWS are getting a lot better at playing the SCG, which is which is yeah. good to see. You it's can't just, it's a hard ground to play yeah, it. It's a skinny ground. How, how, how difficult it is to difficult win up there. Difficult is to win up there. And they, they, I, mean, I nearly tipped Sydney. I mean, they often don't lose two in a row, and they, they didn't. So yeah. they, they wanted to win. Um, you know, there was a few things about the Giants. I mean, Cameron easily could have kicked a massive bag. Um, he kicked three, excuse me, three one. Excuse me again. I mean, he he could easily have kicked a massive bag. He had the ball so many times, and he kicked a couple out on the full. Caniglio, as we highlighted before, was was amazing. Um, Kelly, you know, quite good as well. Ward, you know, he always does. You can always rely on him. DeBoer, I quite liked as well. Um, Whitfield was pretty soundly beaten, though. He was pretty good last week. He looked pretty beaten. I think against the Sydney big bodies, he he struggled. Um, you know, Taranto didn't have a great game in his first game back. Um, look, I, I'm not too worried, I'll be honest, about the Giants. I think the Giants easily could have won this game. Like, they were basically still in it because they're a pack of freaks. Yeah. And such high draft picks that I, I, I'm i not worried. I, I still think the Giants are going to be... I think they're going to be top four, personally. Yeah, I do. Um, I do, too. And, and I think the Swans could easily be as well. They, they both look unbelievable. Yeah, it's the quality of football in Sydney at the moment. I mean, you, Giants just crossed over 20,000 members. The Swans, you know, have got another quality hall as well. Those two teams are going Amazing, to yeah. just the two teams in Sydney will. It's good will, for football will, in in Sydney AFL. and New South Wales, but well, it, it the game will, obviously it will in general, tear yeah. People away from NRL, like well, did you see going out of fashion? Did you see because um, it's so good? At, um, well, Union as well, like oh, Union's different. I mean, because Union's, Union's an international sport. Like the NRL is is so um, two state based, and then you've got the Storm. But Sydney is a, is, a, is a market that the AFL can massively tackle because the, yeah. the, 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 the rivalry so like this in when, teams like, that want to win. There's a thought in Melbourne. So if you're a Melbourneian, there's a thought in Melbourne. Some people think that NRL is as big in Sydney as Melbourne, is AFL as big in Melbourne. No. It's it's not even like a quarter of that. It's it's nowhere near as big. Going to the beach yeah. is a better comparison to the AFL to the, in Melbourne. I'm not joking. That's a legitimate comparison. This, but. Going to the beach or sailing or anything to do with the water is, is more important. <laughs> sailing. I guess they have a lot of money. They've all got yeah, yachts. Yeah. So, but um, just... Um, before, I want to no, just no, touch on... Go. So, a th- couple of key key things for me, and it, this is just lack of uh, knowing Sydney as, as probably as well as I should um, and, and bagging on some of the older players. No, no. Um, well, McVeigh was great again. And Jack, Jack defy really logic. Game, yeah. they used to, we, were wrong, of, we were wrong on McVeigh without yeah, a doubt. Neither of them have ever been that fast, but yeah. they did not look out of place on the weekend. They looked really, really good. Yeah. And Papley has definitely stepped up to the next level. He's, Papley he's looks a, really good. He's in all-Australian form. He's, 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 he's going to be close class. to it without a doubt. Yeah. The thing that impressed me the most and, and what I was so excited about was Sydney played a different type of game. And, and, and good teams know how, know how to play multiple yeah. styles. And if they play the way they played last week when they were too buddy-centric and everything around that, they're not going to win the flag. But if they're, if they're able to do things like this, who knows? Absolutely. It opens the door significantly more. Um, the other thing too was 
uh, Loeb had the injury as well during the game. That didn't help GWS Definitely either. Help. And then he really lost the plot in the second half. He um, really got into him. I know he had an injury, so you know can't can't be too hard on him. And he, I think he was not confident in himself physically, but he also kind of went a bit mentally as well. And he was you know kind of internalized quite a bit. But I mean, the scoring you know really helped them. Uh, hurt them. Sorry, you know twelve fifteen. You, if you score that sort of stuff, you, very rarely when you score under fifty percent. For goals to points, are you going to be especially you know, a winning team, games? Especially if you're playing so, a team that's got a dominant forward, whether it be Rewild or Kennedy for West yeah. Coast or anyone like but that. But it was a, such an even game. I mean, look at this. Contested possessions, yeah. 141, 142. Uncontested, 216 to 218. Marks, 98 to 91. This was an amazing game. Contested marks, 14, 14. Like, you know, Sydney, marks inside 50, 14 to 9. So that, that comes down to effectiveness at the end of the game. Um, GWS actually won the tackles quite heavily, 76 to 51. So that kind of turns that stat a little bit on its head. But in terms of marks, they were just more efficient. They moved the ball really well. They linked it up really well, Sydney. Um, you know, they, they, and that's something I was a little bit worried about three sections of those first six games last year where they were moving the ball quite slowly and inefficiently. But they look really good. They look really well drilled and it's exciting. Yeah. So anyway, we better keep moving. So into the next game, um, so we've got... The Saints, who lost to Adelaide, uh, 55-104. The Crows won by 49 points. So 7-13 to 15-14. This game should have been won by a long, long, long way more than 49 points. That's that's my main takeaway out of the game. I Sorry, mean, there's, a, there's a really, really... It shows how bad St Kilda are, actually, that they lost by that much. It, because it, they, there Adelaide dis- were not disturbing. that good. They did not deserve to be that good. There's a disturbing trend in the AFL at the moment. And the worst game for every St. round... Kilda. Worst game of every round has included one team each round. And it's the Saints. Except for the Cowton, which we've overrated heavily through, through the first But they haven't been in the worst episodes. games because they've played in no, the game I guess on that's the, round one. Yeah, Richmond Carlton was a good game. The worst yeah. game of every no, round you, so you, far has included St. No. Kilda. You know why? Because They're terrible. they are lackluster. Are they the worst team in the league? Right as, now. As far as potential what they should have been skill what they set are. and how good they were meant to be. That's the thing. Who's worst dogs are the Saints? Saints. Especially given that, you know... Saints. I don't disagree. They, I mean, but dogs, dogs have a dogs lot of concerns, and we'll get to that. Well, they do, but, but they finally got four points, so at least they're tracking in the right well, way. Well, it started okay, round. but then they just better it at least a little bit They'd, better. But then they were just terrible. They've got one A grader and a lot of C graders. 19,000 people came to this game. That is an appalling crowd. 19,000. That is ridiculous. That's under half. Yeah, I... So, I well, mean, mate, Crows, I... Crows look, to be honest, Crows, it's a pretty... We're not going to talk much about this. I mean... Based on what I saw... Uh, we're going to go deep Saints, into Saints soon, because this will be part of Saints one of the bonus be, episodes I, I, we do. Saints could be salad dollars for a couple more years still, based on what I'm saying at the moment this year. Well, the lack of effort from the Saints, I thought, was really poor. I thought Saints' tackles was were, were way down. The pressure was poor. And I've seen bigger crowds at a local footy. Well, NRL gets crowds better than that sometimes. Like, the quality of the inside... The big thing for the, the Saints... Speaking of crowds at the, um, the Olympic anywhere. walking. <laughs> the, the quality of inside 50s by St Kilda... Did they get it in there? A couple of times, and it was it was a busted ass. A busted best. ass. Saints kicking percentage was terrible. Uh, I've written appalling skills, appalling crowd. Sloan was down and got him to the Crows. Sloan was a bit down, but Tex was good. Um, Eddie Betts looked looked back. Um, you know, 
McGovern, good. You know, Seedsman, good. I mean, it's a pretty boring game in a lot of ways to talk about because it's really Adelaide did what they had to do. Yeah. And that's it. They did what they had to do and St Kilda were woeful. So I think we'll wait another couple of weeks before we do the bonus episode on the Saints. But because they're definitely going to be bonus one of the four episode. bad ones. But I, 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 yeah, I mean, what can you say? They were so poor. Their pressure was extremely poor again. Like they were just average. I know they played a good team, but they, you know, even accuracy, like they kicked it out in the full so many times as well, like 7-13. Like I know, anyway, it wasn't a good game. It was a terrible game to watch. Um, Gibbs was good. You know, he's, he's going to be a really effective player for them. I like Douglas too. You know, you forget how good he is. Lynch was okay. Um, but yeah, Jacobs was good in the ruck too. Um, he's an underrated ruckman. You know, he's, he's quite a quality player. You know, he's severely kind of you know, they, they St Kilda massively miss big boy McAvoy, that's for sure. They, they'd love to still have him over there. It's obviously been a while ago, but they would love to have him still. They've played, they have but Aikens, Aik, we highlighted Aikens last week. He was really good. What um, concerns me about St Kilda is yeah. they haven't had to travel. They've no heat check games this game. Had. I don't think anyone heat check deserves a heat check. Three games at Eddie had, and the first game, yep, they played. It's such a fast play, deck. How can you play Brisbane so poorly? And kicked sixteen goals in the last two games. They combined for twelve. It's a, yeah. Anyway, let's move yeah. on from this game because there's really not a lot to talk about. The Crows did what they had to do. That's yeah, basically and, and, all you and, that, and, that, and that's disappointing. That's in where itself. the game was won. They did what they had to do. I mean, there's really not a lot to talk about. I mean, if you go through the main stats before we get exit the game, like one thirty-five to thirty-four. So contested was pretty even. It's a nice name. fresh. That uh, they need. Maybe they need to get smashed. Maybe they need Get-on to the get. Cans. A, maybe yeah. I don't know what they need. They need something. The Saints well, they need. need a, well, they know the Saints. We know what they need. They need a refresh. They need. You know, speaking of fresh, they need a complete restart. They need to almost pretend that round four is round one and just completely start again. Yeah. I mean, I I, I think they they also mentally looked really out of it through the game as well. Um, it's something not right down there. I don't know what it is, and I don't know how. It was good to see um, Richardson actually start to show some emotion and get a bit angry with his team yeah. um, during the breaks. Yeah, they do. They need something, and I don't know whether it means getting Nick Dell and rewind well, these older players down there to just to play. To, just oh, to play. Yeah, yeah bring well, them retirement. <laughs> that it, the that joke it. is though, we we talked about this in the off season episode. We spoke about how much are they going to miss Montagna and Rewalt, and the answer is I think a shit. Yeah, load. I mean, I, I was a bit uh, optimistic. Like, but... uh, like taking a wheel off a car load. Like that's that car can't drive anymore. Mate, like that's basically where it's at now. Where, dude, and a couple of car pe- at type stuff. A few, a few going, dude. A few people on at? a few people on Twitter liked our bat stuff last week. So I tell you what, the bat is ready and oiled, and I promise you, we'll do a bonus episode soon. Yeah. I don't know if we can get together twice this week, maybe later in the week if we can watch a couple of. No, games. We'll watch a game. We're definitely going. We should watch a game. I'm pretty busy this weekend again, though. Sunday. What are you doing Sunday? Yeah, I'll, just, I'll, just talk about this. Sorry. Yeah, you, you just keep busy amongst yourselves. We were. Um, but um, I was thinking about going to the the G again, but I'm I'm thinking we'll we can go to that game. Watch it well, why don't we watch it here? We'll, we'll just do watch an episode. Yeah, we'll do a live episode. Because um, we said we we're going to do game reaction episodes, that could be a good game actually. So we, sorry, you can't see what he's pointing at. We're going to so do Melbourne. Hawthorne, Melbourne. Mel- yeah. Hawthorne, Melbourne. Um, so sorry, just briefly into the uh, the other thing too is Adelaide seventy nine tackles um, yeah, to fifty one. They, so, they have, that's look at this. The this look at this. About this Adelaide are you ready to vomit? Have you got a bucket? One second. Is, no, no, they yeah. ha- are starting to show their ruthless self of seventeen again. I reckon just and wow. Eddie's back. 
Eddie is back and Eddie had twins, so congratulations to Mr. Betts. Oh, so that's probably why I was he a bit twin girls. And d- He's he... very tired. He's looking after a couple what of What do you mean, lackluster? He kicked three, two? No, before this round. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. That's a yeah, very good point. He's, yeah, that's the thing. When it's probably yeah. tired. When a quality player like that's down, like we didn't hang shit on him because, you know, he probably has something going on in his life, and guess what? Holy shit, he did. Mm. Tackles inside 50, 14 to 5. That's horrendous. That's yeah. horrific. That is a horrific stat. That's that's damning. That'd be Richo would probably tattoo that on their faces. I reckon five slash fourteen. Mate, just that, put that on and there. That, and that is the thing. And for St Kilda supporters, they will just want to see that turned around next week. Just that. I agree. Just put that pressure tackles, not not give up the the hope of winning a game per se, but putting pressure on the competition. Uh, the other guys and look it's going to be a massive massive challenge mm. looking at who they've got next week and obviously we'll we talk better, about that next episode we better keep moving so Absolutely. Sunday April 8th to about some good football. you versus me so 102 uh, to 89 so the Tigers beat Hawthorne by 13 points scoreline in, in a great game reflective of what we thought pretty, would be. pretty close um, the actual game probably wasn't 15, what we thought yeah yes and no I mean I, I tip Richmond to win by about 20 points and it was about there so 15, oh yeah the scoreline was scoreline inside the, the game yeah, yeah we'll, within we'll, the game we'll, because we'll the, obviously yeah. some, some Hawthorne players didn't listen to their coach beforehand mm, here we go so 15 he's got the rattle out so 15 12 versus 13 11 so do you want to take the lead? It sounds like you've got a big, uh, oh, look, big bat ready to go. Well, don't do. bat him. Surely I'm not, not no, that bad. I'm, no, no, I'm not batting. As, You're a, not batting as, a, him, yes. as a as a team, it was a good game. Yeah, very very good game. Probably the second or third best game of the round. It was good. Yeah, and I, I didn't back my team in not because I don't think they're, they're a good team, but just I just know how good Richmond is. Mm. And I, th- I thought Richmond did exactly what they needed well, to do. To... Richmond had the polish, and that—that's yeah. ultimately that's that's where the game was won. It was the yeah. polish. It was the efficiency. Hawthorne's gen- we've got three generals um, to replace Hodge. You just needed some and, more and, quality and all backs, three, and all three of them were out. Yeah, and that, and so you missed no a no quality down back. You need Birchall you need Birchall or, back. Yeah, so the big so thing for bad. me is we as a Hawthorne spotter um, de- desperately need Burgoyne and Birchall oh, wow. back at some point and. Um, Sicily cannot afford to lose knock any people more. out. Yeah, can't can't, he, can't he, keep doing. He, he needs green until type one stuff. of those other players are there to to fill because yes, Stratton could play that role, but he's a better intercept and shut down defender. He can play on bigs and smalls. He's not the general. He he doesn't know how to uh, sit in that half back line and 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 control things. Whereas those other three do. So that's the first one. But no, and I've I've, I've it's irked me on. Ever since the rule changes to tackling have come in, I've never liked what Selwood does, and I hate even more that Pop, Pop, Puopolo does it because he's a well, Hawthorne can player. I? Because Sorry, it, it, it's not that it's illegal or they're not playing within the rules, and it's not that. I think it just brings this game into just question about the fact that we allow this. The, the fact that you can't jump on a football, and if you do, and someone's legs are near you, you lose the free kick. Mm. That, that is a fundamental skill that every young player gets taught. You attack the ball and you jump on the ball and you get penalised for that. These, if, if the AFL wants to stop all talk about this, they need to outright... Every, anyone who does it and it's on question, yes, there's going to be some teeth, teething issues because it's a new rule, but bad luck, that person who drops free kick against them. Not this year because it's going to be a massive change to the rule, but they need to can look at this because it's a horrible week and it keeps coming up week after week. Can I ask you a question? 
and I was going to highlight this at the start, but it would have been too, we already went way over at the start in terms of the intro. Are we in a Twilight Zone episode? Like, I don't understand. If did did people watch just the highlights of Clarko's comments and not the actual whole press conference? I saw so many people, professional commentators, saying during the week that oh, it's rich of Clarko to highlight Selwood and you know look at Poppy, he does it as well. He said it in mm, the press, press conference. conference. Yeah. He actually said it. He goes, oh, this isn't a Selwood rule. He actually says that. He says, this isn't a Selwood rule. We've got players on our side that do it as well. Yeah. And he named two, two players. players. Yeah. I don't understand. What, what am I missing here? Uh, and then, and then and Chris the Scott reacted as though... It frustrates me. It frustrates what, me. The, the, the comment he shouldn't have made was that the, the only thing that yeah. was wrong with the Clarko thing was saying that Selwood had had 10 concussions. Now, I don't know where he got that information from, but supposedly that's completely wrong. Yeah, so Chris is. Scott said that he's had three, and three and ten is a big difference. So if that's the case, then Clarko shouldn't have and said irrespective, that. But aside from that, I don't disagree with almost anything he said. And irrespective of he called the numbers, Selwood a bull, he didn't disrespect nah, him at all. Absolutely, I think, and I'm never. He has I'm, a lot of respect for those Geelong boys. I'm, I'm probably not going to say this too often because I think Matthew. I, I respect Matthew Lloyd as a as a footballer and as a human being, but some of the stuff he says. As a commentator, it's a bit out there, and I'm I'm on the same. The velvet sledgehammer. But he did. He said he goes what the, the both the comments, and he pinpointed Clarko's comments were not uh, irre- irrelevant or anything. He goes what the mistake was is he pinpointed on our player, and it shouldn't have been. It should have just been a general talk, and that yeah. was it. And and obviously it's it's become something now that it's a talking point. Mm. Um, it is dangerous. Uh, it's it's making the umpire's role even more harder mm. and it's the hardest thing in the world um, and everyone's starting to realise that guess what players make more mistakes than umpires on the field yeah so their, their decisions on, on calls are almost 2% max of the outcome of a game no I agree yeah. unless unless you um, what's his name Anyway, Razor Ray. Oh, Razor. He's just horrible. Terrible unit. Anyway, but let's, look, let's, look, let's great game, great game. game. Uh, aside from that shrugging. little... Yeah, it's yeah. Love, the only reason is no, it's I become... Know. It's a frustrating scenario. But, but it is a big the, thing about the game, and it's but, not about... No, and that's why we've talked football, about it. Yeah. That's why we've done it. But to be fair, though, if the umpires keep paying it, why would they not exploit the rule? Yeah, exactly. This is always going to happen. This happens... This conversation comes up every friggin' year, and every time... It's like people like that's like people forget we've had we had this conversation last year. It's the same thing mm. that if they don't change the rules, the um, the players are going or the um, or if they don't umpire it properly, if that's how it's meant to be umpired, then why would you not exploit it? You're getting there's plenty of other players that do it. I know that Scott and Joel are quite high up, but you know Shuey does it. There's, you know, Lindsay Thomas was doing it. Like, there's a lot of players that do it poorly. But, like, <laughs> Lindsay, Lindsay thought he was a Hollywood actor when but he was then, doing it. Oh, but then, but even at, anyway, look, let's, let's move on from this. Cause, but the, the, uh, Before, that's, that's the definitive thing is that if, unless you, if you, you could, st- I agree with Clarko, you could yeah. stamp this out of the game. But the umpires have to umpire it differently. Stop awarding those free kicks if you think that they've dived for the ball. Just yeah. say, that was a dive. Play on. See yeah. you later. Or watch the game more closely and see where that done. first tackle is. 
But so, so no, 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 no. We've just, I think we've just missed it. Got to get into the game. Bit. That's all. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. That's what I want to get into. Mm-hmm. Is uh, I think we didn't touch on it for the last two couple of games. What was the uh, the big point? Like, <laughs> what was, was the, the game, game one? one? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I want your opinion on where you think. Where I think the game was won. Well, I just think polished. I just think Richmond were really polished. I mean, I think the big thing about Hawthorne, they coughed the ball up early. Like early, they were just. I was I was so surprised. Hawthorne were just coughing it up. And it was like... The other thing too is Hawthorne lacked leg speed. I wrote that a number of times. I was going to ask you, who do they bring in to, to bring in some more speed? Who have you guys got in, in the rung that can, that can you know increase some speed through the middle? Because there was many times that they got outrun. I, I yeah, and that's funny. It's an interesting point. And but polish that, is where it was won. Yeah, and, then, and I loved how you said consistency that. consistency through the team. And then followed up with... Um, the Hawks uh, fumbling and all that type of stuff because I saw it as because I saw it as perceived pressure and I think that's where the lack of speed was because if you look at last week what won it beat beat Geelong was our leg speed I think so what, I don't think there's a lack of leg no, speed no. per se I think we could do and um and I have to look at some of these these guys but John O'Rook and I'm gonna I am gonna talk about him um fair bit throughout the year because he was a number two draft pick and we got him and we barely seen him because of so many injuries. He he can be an elite runner as far as what we think um, in in previous years. He just, injuries have held him back and if we get him, if Hawthorne get him on the field, then you have someone like Isaac Smith, Impey and John O'Rook mm. as outside run. But look, well, look they're, they're, but they're, they're, they're not the fastest team. They're not an Essendon. No, no, no. A, but I think one Essendon thing I want to say, but no, I agree. But yeah. one of the things I want to say about the speed is that there was, you know, Hawthorne had a much shorter break. So Hawthorne played on Easter Monday, and then they these guys played on Sunday, whereas Richmond played on the previous Thursday. Yeah. So I think that, and it was a hot day at the G as well. So a few more days, and then on top of it, it was a bloody hot day. So I, I that's more what I was meaning in that game. Yes, I'm not saying that they're a fast speed and they, uh, sorry, a fast team and they really, really, you know, have to bring in some freak. But I'm more saying that that was an impact of the game. Like that, that was where the game was won. Ultimately, I think the freshness of the players. Yeah, and I mean, that that showed late. That clearly showed late. Like Gunston, you know, rushed that goal at the end. There was a lot of things at the end that, that could have, you know. But Richmond were, I think Richmond were consistent. They were back to their 2017 game through a lot of the team. They, you know, they suffocated. Uh, they, Richmond forced it into the corridor and kept smashing it through. Hawthorne kept wanting to play it out wide, and Richmond kept pushing it through the corridor. It was really interesting to see the different patterns. Yeah, I the, zones, well. the zones stood Hawthorne, up well, though. Because Hawthorne did the opposite again against Geelong, yeah, and I don't understand why, why they switched it around. Switched it all I don't know. Right, no. Yeah, I have highlighted that. And then there was, and then there was uh, Jules, Jules within the game. Um, I, I really loved, and I, I'm going to watch the replay before the round, but what I saw of Ruffy Rance... Yeah, it was. Really I thought good. that was probably the most of. So Rance was. I, I watched the whole game. So Rance, I watched it yesterday. Rance was so very good. Rance was. Oh, this is another reason why I tip Richmond because aside from having a shorter break, they. Um. I. I you, you pretty much can't bank on Cochin, Rance, and. Um, well, we've already said well, that. Cochin and Rance are going to have bad short. games again. They went and and, and Rewald, the, the three of the, those all, all played significantly yeah. better games. Martin was a little bit down, but it didn't matter. He affected the game in different ways too. I heard a lot of people saying that he was significantly because down. I disagree. It's because he didn't kick a goal. He was shepherding. Oh, first he was time doing... he kicked a goal in what? He also years? got tagged quite a bit as well through the game. Yeah. There was a few Hawthorne guys that ran with him. Mitchell, well, I, well speaking I, of tagging, I mentioned. What do you that... think about no tag on Mitchell? They still won the game. 
What did he get? 42? 42, but it wasn't anywhere near as effective as the first two. He did was he get 42? He, yeah, yeah, 42. Well. So first player in history to uh, touch the pill more than 40 times, three games in a row. Which no, is I think it, Ablett, I think well, he needs no, one more. Not three oh, really in a row. Broke it. Three in a row, yeah. He's yeah. the first to do it three wow. in a row. Um, but look, uh, and it was... He made and, IT, and And this is the advantage the Charlie. Of, Yeah, this is the advantage of watching the game, going to a game live, because you do see the intricacies. Um uh, we did. We mentioned that um, Dusty could get a get a tag, and he didn't. He was still very good, but he didn't have the influence that he played the game had. in a different way. Though yeah. he had people that run with him rather than a tag. Yeah, that's like, what I said. Loose not, tag. A, not a hard, a hard tag. tag. It was a yeah. loose tag. Loose tag. And, and I think that's what we're going to see from games. The other way the game was won too was Tigers just absorbed the pressure way better than Hawthorne. Absolutely, did. yeah. That's, they, they, that's just the they've got. They've, and they, Hawthorne left their run way too late. Like they came games. at them late. And well, the Richmond's top end was a lot better than Hawthorne. Well, they've got bigger. They got they've got a bigger spread of top end. Richmond They're, was suffocating as well. They they, they just they the defense the, is amazing. I agree. Yeah, yeah. They, and they and they, they suffocated them really really well. Yeah. Um, I wish we could have gone to the game. It would have been a great game. Um, so twenty six to nine at one point. I think Richmond was, Richmond had intercept possessions. Like it yeah. was ridiculous. Like it was just they were they were so far up I, at one point. I think of all the games, so, it should have actually rounds. been probably a bit more. I mean, as I said, Richmond got twelve, a uh, fifteen, twelve, thirteen, eleven. But a lot of that twelve from Richmond could easily have been converted. So I think of Hawthorne's all the games, quite as this, that, a few of those are rushed behind. Yeah, this round though, this is probably the one game that we've got a better indicator of the two teams that played. I think I, Richmond, I, I, but uh, I was pretty confident Richmond were exactly the way they are at the end of this game, but I guess that's because I'm I'm confident with them now. But which is unusual because you're a Richmond supporter, exactly. Uh, yeah, it's no, the no, first time I'm it. Yeah, but there, there's just that little bit more class <laughs> no, with I know, Richmond, yeah. and that's only going to be more apparent towards the end of the year. No, I, I agree. Yeah. So I, I, as well as Hawthorne are playing, and I'm really happy for it. I still see them as. Pushing the eight as, as 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 opposed to being comfortably no, no, a top eight team, whereas I see Richmond as being comfortably a top four team. Townsend was really solid as well. He he's a really important part of their game. You know the other thing too, and Eddie Maguire forgot his name during the call. Was um, this was the irony of it? I wrote it down, and then like a second later, Eddie Maguire had forgotten his name. Was McIntosh is so underrated as a ball carrier for Richmond. Like, he mm. was so good. And then again, like, it was funny as I, I literally wrote, wrote it down and then like a second later, Eddie McGuire named him something else. Wow. But, um, I, look, the other thing too was Higgins was really good in his first game. Like, wow, wait, those, that second goal, especially that Ronaldo-type ridiculous goal that he kicked, he was really good. And yeah. the, he kicked a couple of snags, as he said, after the game. Got some promising. That was pretty funny. Yeah, so. just come through as well. We better keep moving, but normally we would have gone kind of further into this game. But I, yeah, I, I look. Both teams, I think, are. I think this pretty much indicates about where the teams are at. Yeah, I, I think this pretty much shows where they're at. Richmond are a good sort of fifteen to twenty percent better. Absolutely. And at the moment, and whether that's the case at the end of the year when Hawthorne get a few more back. I'm not sure. The but thing Presti, for me, but Prestia and Caddy weren't playing for Richmond as well, and that's the thing. Riola, so, so I thought I thought Richmond could cover Caddy. Prestia and Rioli more so than Hawthorne can cover. No more Hodge, no more Birchall. Because this is the first time we've we've played Hawthorne without Hodge. Yeah. So you can't forget that. So there's a lot of like you know. Anyway, but I think it was the a Richmond, really good game. Very I think a very good game. And Hawthorne, their their late charge was so Richmond really pulled. If you didn't watch the game, Richmond really pulled ahead. Um, and it was pretty even, it? and then Richmond pulled way ahead. It got to 35 even points. Like, it was quite a lot. And then they took their foot off the gas a little bit. Hawthorne came back, and then Richmond absorbed it, and then and then hit back in the end. I think the Richmond of old would have lost that game. So, 
it was nice to see them not, you know, yeah. drop it because I could see us, you know, two or three years ago throwing that one in the bin. So it was exciting to see. But yeah, I, I said a lot of these things after the Adelaide game. I wasn't worried at all. So it was great to actually see it in practice. Next game, um, so the Dogs incredibly beat Essendon 104 to 83. This was a horrible game. I'll, I'll be honest, personally. Um, Bulldogs won by 21 points. Remember, horrible is a bit harsh. It wasn't great. So Bulldogs by 21, uh, 14, 20 to 12, 11. Uh, this was a frustrating game. I don't think... I think I, these people who are saying the Bulldogs are back, I, I think they're a bit cooked in the head. I, I don't think they're back. I think, Essendon were w- I think Essendon worse were disgraceful. Were better. So we'll run through a couple of things. So, so all there is to run through, isn't there? They conceded 23 marks inside 50. They, they, I mean, so this is, it's the high, so since stats were starting to be recorded by Champion Data in 1999, they, 152 marks were conceded by Essendon, which is the highest ever in a match, ever. So before, you know, a lot of punters start, you know, really talking up um, dogs, I think Essendon were not exactly a great, um, you know, dogs were awful through passages of this game. Even the, even the best, even the not best, even the um, most hardcore dog supporters would have to acknowledge that. Like Essendon were disgraceful through so much of this game. They didn't even touch the ball two hundred times. So we'll go through the only things about Essendon I can talk about. Heppel was massively down. All the all the problem is all the all the pillars were down. So it was like Richmond last week against Adelaide. Not as bad, but I mean Zarakis was down. Uh, so he was kicked. injured as well, but down. Heppel down. Um, who's your man in defence that you really uh, like? Uh, Hur- Hurley. Hurley, yeah, Hurley was, was down, down as well. He wasn't great. So, look, a lot a lot down. Um, Goddard, I'm going to ask this. Is he cooked? He might oh. be. Uh, harsh, well, first game that he's kind of had bad for a little while. But it's tough. He, he looks slow. He, he looks really man. slow. It's tough for an angry man to be playing in a team that is probably frustrating him. Um, I don't disagree, but he looked—he he didn't look great. But neither did the rest of the team. Nah. The Dons, I know, I know, people are going to look at it and say, "Well, come on, the scoreline's not that much far apart." But the only reason that Essendon got back into that game and had a late charge at trying to, and then Danaher, you know, you know, stuffed up that that kick in the um, goal square was because the Dogs completely took the foot off the gas. Not like Richmond did and let Hawthorne a little bit in. This was ridiculous. This was like letting the car just run idle, like for. Yeah. 10 to 15, 20 minutes, like a massive passage. The dogs just went, oh, yeah, oh, we got this. This I is fine. Essendon are shit today. The worst and then all of a sudden, Essendon aren't that bad. So they started kind of coming into it again. But yeah. the dogs jumped them at the start, and Essendon, I think, thought that they were coming into they this game. They cocky as. Cocky as. I think they came into this game and thought, oh, we'll belt these guys. They got murdered by GWS. They and then they got other. murdered last week. And they don't so like and they lost other. to West Coast in Melbourne. So surely they're going to be dirt. Yeah, but I agree. guess what? They've got enough polish, and then we can get onto the dogs now. They've got enough polish in there. The pressure was better. Whether I've heard people say I was back to twenty sixteen. This is why we've invented he's, this podcast because we can have people. the time to talk about that. Because I I don't think that's the case at all. They were better. Yeah, that was not twenty sixteen pressure. Tackles were good. Johannes pressure was, was better. good. Bont was better. Johansson was good. All that they stuff. Bont was good. Better. Bont was really good. Bont was yeah. no, Bont wasn't good. Bont was very good. But so um, he might get a Brownlow. No, I'm joking. He, um, so he was your Brownlow tip. I, I I nearly texted you and said there's there's a couple of votes for yeah, you. You might catch up to me, mate Mitchell. Look, it, it's <laughs> uh, it's very yeah. It's not gonna happen. Um, 
it's it is good to see that well, they're, they're going to be competitive. But the second sorry. tier all lifted though. So McRae yeah. was good, Hunter was good. There was Dale a whole lot of these House, Dallas. Dallas, Wallace was solid. good. Wallace solid. Like all these players that, were... that But we all expected that from the start of the year. Yeah. And they didn't Dunkley, do it. Good. So whatever. I mean, Gowers. Whether it was... I love the... Hunter. Hunter's such an yeah. underrated player. The other thing is, did they just lift because they were playing Stringer? And then next week they good fall point. apart again. Well, that'd be very fickle if that's the case. What yeah. did you think of the second song? How the dogs sung two songs. They sung a song with the players. Did you see this? So they sang a song with the players, and then after that, they sang a song with all the officials, Peter Gordon, like execs, like okay. the property steward. Sorry, we're trying explicit, not to explicitly language here, but <laughs> effing ridiculous. <laughs> Sorry. So did, you thought that was cool? Did they win a grand final? No, uh, I think they. It was to send an insipid, insipid. They beat a terrible team. team. Yeah, they played Essendon at their worst. Sorry, yeah. did, do we? Because Essendon, we both really rate Essendon. Were we had any stickers for awful. turning up. No. No, that was what we I was thinking yeah, about that during the so, game. The no, roof was finally shut. That was the highlight of the game. Because I highlighted it actually like three or four times in the last few episodes, but we kept running out of time. Like we are right now. We're nearly on two hours. But again, 14 goals, 20. Why can't people kick goals at Eddie Had? I don't know. Busted ass teams that played there so far. I'm not sure. It'd be like saying there'd be uh, 100 unforced errors in the game. Of Sydney have been really accurate so far. Carpet. I'd like to see Sydney play Eddie Had. They've been really accurate so far. Buddy, oh, we'll buddy, like 400. Yeah. <laughs> but look, it was, um, I mean, this is a lackluster. Is the, this is the, not the, much the to talk about? Saints Here's the re- where the game was won. Dogs. You had enough steam. Run. They just had enough steam, enough pressure, and it got it done. Enough reason but, to stick it up their old teammate. But I think they had it. They, the pressure was was what was different because early they were aggressive, and that's something that that, that the dogs have missed since the 2016 season. Yeah, and personally, as and an passages AFL, of 17, I, I, but not I much. really hope both these teams turn around. Well, I hope oh, we the doggies like continue, the and I that. hope the dons turn around. Because... No, we're not trashing them for that. They both no. I, they both turned up a poor game. Yeah, absolutely. Like it's only because it was riddled with. It was a comedy of errors, really. It's only reason that like the dogs got 1420. The dogs yeah. should have won by like 160 points. If they were an amazing side, they would have won by. Yeah, if they they won to, by 21 points. If they, were they should have won by. They should have won by 80 points. Yeah, if they were back it should have been like. And guess who beat them by 80 points? GWS so round one. Yeah. So that's what happens when a quality team plays the dogs. So I, I, I'm just, a, I'm still very concerned about dogs. Concerned and about I'm both I'm very of them, concerned yeah. about Essendon, and I think that's going to be a deep dive we're going to have to do. Maybe we do that on Sunday if we're going to get together. Yeah. Let's keep moving because we're about 100 hours in. Uh, the West Coast Eagles wait so long and we haven't even done the next episode yet. We'll have to get a stiff drink for the next bit. Wee, we'll get some more Hops to Home cans. Hops to uh, Home cans. West Coast Eagles beat the Cats. God damn my tips. I cannot pick the Eagles. 95 to 80. To the I'm Eagles. very bullish about Eagles it. won by 15. 14-11. Eagles one of the biggest surprises of the year so far. 2-11-14. So, so the Cats were up with about... Ten minutes to go. Here's where the game was won. The hamstring went. Ablett's hamstring gone. They were up by six or seven points. Yeah. They were down three rotations with Guthrie, um, with uh, Nakai. Uh, is it Nakai Cockatoo? Yeah. So the jealousy. And um, Ablett. Ablett was and three rotations. The horse in the West in the heat. Over. So, but they would. I reckon they would have won that game. Not just because it was Ablett's hemi, no. but it was the uh, straw that. Broke the camel's back because Guthrie and yeah Cockatoo were already subbed out because or well, not subbed out they pinged and had a little injury so yeah. down to one rotation when they were on top 
And the best player, most influential player on the ground, and Ablett was at that stage. Yeah, Ablett, Geelong, Ablett was dominating. So, so Geelong easily could have won this game. Geelong played the game you, really well. They tactically played the game well. If you have a look at the the uh, the, the, worm, the graph, yeah, it goes like, up and down, sudden, up and it, down. It was like it swayed Eagles significantly. For anyone who yeah. who watches cryptocurrencies, this is like Bitcoin, <laughs> Bitcoin September, to the September last year until mm. the end of the year, it just went ping. Um, but they didn't. Look, um, yeah, I mean, look for me. The big thing was that, yeah, that that's the main thing for me. What I was just highlighted there. The rotations, I think, really killed them. And so, the big problem is now is Ablett's going to be out for a minimum of three, um, and Cockatoo is out for like eight weeks. They reckon. So he's done a PCL. And who, know, and who knows what Guthrie? Well, Guthrie, they think is a bit sooner, but that's still that's not still, ideal. But the yeah. worst injury I reckon out of the whole thing though is Liam Ryan. So Liam Ryan's out for twelve, 12 weeks with his ankle. So. Yeah, really white. disappointed because that sucks. I, he looked really good. Right now, ex- excluding GWS, taking GWS out of the equation because they've just got a joke team of gun, uh, young guns. West Coast has lauded some mo- some of the most exciting, unheralded oh, youngsters. Yeah, and the they two, look great. Those two big superstars that retired. Oh, I've written year, this down have, to talk about. Have uh, opened is it up. is it is it a situation of you take Buddy out, Hawthorne win the flag? It seems like they've taken Prittis and Mitchell out. and Mitchell out, and it's it's, it's, it's but what it's done, it's made their midfield unpredictable. Yep. It's made their structures unpredictable too, Gaff's, and that's what's fascinating about it too. Gas lifted, pa- and we talked pay- about that. We Gaff's said they need to. Going with, his new, well, with his new contract, he they, if, they can get him, if they can get him to start, whoever, hopefully but, they can get him to start. But whoever, they're going to yeah, have to pay money, a yeah, he's dollar value, he, yeah. But these young guys, these young kids, have have added some exuberance no, and some yeah. they, If and and this is my one, and this is a big point I made is if they can get a fully fit. So Nick Nat's playing about fifty percent of game time. No, I know, yeah. What a, he had? He's 30, disgusting. Thirty. I've written down here in my notes. Nick Nat outrageous. Late ten minutes, amazing, fit as. Well, he was. He was so like he. He, he plays a hundred minutes. He looked like in the back end of the game. He looked like he just started. Like he was. He he is an amazing athlete. He and has the, come and back the be, and the best, so good. And I'm going to repeat what's. A lot He's of one of the best players to watch in the game without a doubt. I'm going to repeat the, crazy. Com- the comment that all the other commentators best drop ball ever in history of the game. Where oh. he's, he's tattooed to himself, does a blind turn. It's pretty ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. I think he got, yeah. It's exciting to have him back. No, really. no, he's, he's so a, good for football. He, yeah, he's in that buddy sort of exciting type type Yep. Him. Tim Kelly was really good. I mean, I think a lot of Geelong was quite good. They, yeah, they easily could have won this well, game. Well, these, what do you do when you're down three rotations in the heat? Yeah. Well, that's the other like, thing. I'm not uh, not to disrespect um, Geelong. They've actually got, done the same thing. It's no, West Coast. Disrespecting they're, Geelong, we should no, no, respect. No, no, I mean, no. I forgot. Fifteen to, points. No, I forgot. No, no, I forgot. Oh, don't mean. No, no. Okay. Um, they're youngest, the young brigade that have come from nowhere as well, like your Tim Kelly. So yeah, like, yeah. they've um, again. Well, they do it all the time. It's not yeah. as surprising. So I just keep fighting people out of. I don't know, surfing or whatever they do down in Geelong. No, something. Out of the old Ford factory. Something. But they, they, these two teams have got an exciting future ahead of Buse them. Buse was good. Menzel was pretty down. Um, but Rattigalia was good. But Hawkins Messi, was okay. But yeah, but look, like, I think... But like Hawthorne. Overall rotations than, killed them. Part of a Hawthorne. Shorter break as well. And then they yeah, had to travel as well. So and they had to travel. The other thing I wanted to say as well, and this is something I didn't see discussed as much, is West Coast winning games without Kennedy. Mm. <laughs> like, well, the forward line looks unpredictable so as well. They're still winning games without Kennedy, which is great. Darling's playing It's a good football. problem to have. Darling actually is playing football. Yeah, yeah, not Oski. Yeah, Oski. Um, <laughs> but the, if they win... if they look, Is 
already has Optus Stadium become just as much as a fortress as Subi for no, both not, of those? Not yet. Not yet. It will be, but not yet. It's both, too early. Both of those teams look very hard to beat over there. They do look really good. Um, where the game was won, uh, yeah, rotations for me. I mean, I think I, I know yeah. that's a bit of a cop out, but ultimately, uh, yeah. I, I'm sorry if that doesn't happen. I, Geelong had momentum. Their third quarter was excellent. I don't. I no. I, gonna... I, I, I don't see. I think Geelong would have won that well, game. It's true though. Not by much, but they would have won. The key. The injuries played a massive part. It played a in massive part in it. Yeah, and the other thing too was when they play, we didn't we didn't have time to go into this. We're two hours in, but when the players cut themselves on the signs. Um, Chris got actually highlighted um, the other day on AFL, yeah. yesterday on AFL 360 that, that the, because of the blood rule having them off the ground for that long was, a stu- was as much of a stuff round as anything Yeah, because so, one of them had to get a whole bunch of stitches so what, I think it was um, Blixar was off the ground yeah, for yeah. ages and he was he, so he's he was, such a key so that, cog so Stanley well, the big thing was Stanley was a laid out um, so Stanley didn't actually play and because we, we predicted Stanley was going to play but he didn't there's a late last minute out They I think don't know whether he flew over I think he must have because it was a very late out and Blixarves was effectively rucking so I think they thought that so, Nick, they've had three. They, so what they thought I think they thought was Nick Nat was going to win the ruck so mm. stuff it we'll pull him out and then we'll, we'll put some speed in so yeah. it was an interesting tactic and it probably ironically would have worked had they not had the injuries but now you know it backfired and I don't know. Was it worth it? Because now they've got no Ablett, no Cockatoo. But Cockatoo is had. I mean, he, he plays a game, then he gets injured. Plays a game, then he gets injured. Like it's just it. Like it, it, I would just want him to get a bit of um, you know synergy for his game and, and consistency because it's just such a yeah. This anyway. So just take take him take him off the field. Get get his training and legs. Just get that conditioning right. Don't... And and getting yeah. yeah. Like like Hawthorne had to do with Cyril. Like. Um, who else? It was uh, there was another player up Sydney or I can't think of it. They, they just had to bite the bullet and make sure that the conditioning for that particular player's body was done specifically. It wasn't a general type of conditioning like you, they have to like they no, do yeah. do with because there's, there's something with uh, cockatoo's bodies yeah. that he needs specialized sort of. Um, Guidance and training to, to get everything, his mechanisms right, whether yeah, that's yeah. changing his running style or whatever it might be. No. Because he, he's, he, he's well, I said that during the week, and, and some Geelong fans were like, Oh, what do you mean? What do you mean? And I was like, And then I was like, So you don't, don't agree? And they're like, No, I don't do that. And I was like, Well, you do nothing? Like, and they couldn't, and then none of them replied. I was like, They've got so many, wow. they've got so many players that can come up with a solution. Cover. Don't yeah. just say no. Like, yeah, but uh, uh, not having Ablett is a big loss. We and... could keep going to this game a lot further. This look, to be honest, it shows how good this round of football is that we talk for two hours. We could easily have gone longer because there's so much. Like next week, I think is a much worse round on paper. I'm sure some games will be better than others, mm. but it's a significant. I think significant. It's not as even as match. There's a couple of very goods, but um, anyway, look, there's the, you know, the injuries are going to hurt, and we'll get that into that in the next episode. But um, look, you know, Geelong won a lot of the key indicators. But you know, the inside marks, um, you know, they lost the hitouts. They were always going to lose the hitouts, and I think that was smart to do what they did. Um, Geelong won the tackles. Um, you know, marks inside 50, 14 to nine. Geelong won as well. So won the marks, one hundred five, ninety five is fairly close though. So, but it was it was a very good game actually. I really liked this game, but it was a it was a frustrating Same. game for a Geelong supporter because I tell you what, it looked close. But Eagles were good. I think that there was a consistent across the board. Um, I think you're excited. Lacra looked nice. I, I want him to play like that in Melbourne would be nice. I think you're excited was, if you're an Eagles supporter. And I think Sheed was good too. And I think you take it with a grain of salt if you're a Geelong supporter. You take the win and move on. I think it's one of those games. I mean, they're lucky. They were they got out of jail, I think, in a lot of ways, the Eagles. They were 
severely beaten in the third quarter. Um, and in the fourth, Geelong looked like they were going to play the Geelong way and run the game out. But, you know... Anyway. Geelong are... Shuey looks good too, as, as we already highlighted in Redden and stuff. Yeah. So, we better keep going. So, thanks so much for listening, guys. We really appreciate it. If you it's can, if you've listened to two hours episode. in, we, we, we really love you. So... <laughs> This um, was a massive episode, but this is a this was a really good round of football. So I hope you can understand why we went for that long. There was a lot to talk about, and there's like a good half of my points we haven't even and yours as yeah. well we haven't discussed. So, but we'll we'll try and incorporate some of those into the next episode if we can. But um, if you could rate and review us, that would be fantastic. Uh, if you just pop onto iTunes, it's really easy to do. It takes two seconds. It means a lot to us. Absolutely, um, so we're super grateful for it. Really grateful. What it means is that it actually pushes pushes us up in the ratings, um, and other apps actually take. A lot of people don't. Really realize this but other apps um, actually take the data off iTunes so if you rate us on iTunes it actually helps us on other apps as well so it is super important so if you can do that that would be fantastic uh, massive thanks to our, our sponsor Hopster Home yeah um, super super grateful look they them up we'll put the, we'll put all the stuff on there not even knowing us and got well, I knew a little bit but not much well so. not us personally I mean like, no, they knew the podcast that's but. true but no we really appreciate those guys so I'll put all, all the information on there for the um, the offer that they've put up so Massively appreciate it, guys. Hope you have a great, uh, great evening. So I'll put this up. This should come up on Tuesday night. If I have some troubles uploading it, it might be Wednesday. But um, have a good week and enjoy the next episode as well. Yeah, which is coming up uh, later this weekend. That's it. Cheers. Cheers guys. Thanks, guys. Cheers. See ya.